and the golden raspberry goes to you, the listener. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, and last week I wasn't away due to being sick. I was showing solidarity to my colleague and friend, Gary Lineker. Joining me today, <laughs> also showing solidarity last week, and winner of the highest percentage of buns and crisps consumed by one man at one time, it's Stig. I don't know where this myth that I eat all these crisps <laughs> and buns comes from. I mean, he's from made our crisp episode. He's made of crisps, yeah. I'm, all, I'm as soft as a bun. The crisp episode, <laughs> you had all of the crisps with you. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, yeah, that episode, I did have all the crisps. <laughs> and winner of the I'm Just Gonna Treat Myself Again This Week award, it's Gadget. I mean, yeah, more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> winner of the Problematic Mind of Britain award, it's Biggie. <laughs> yep. And Porn Star of the Year 2013, star of Gape Escape and All's Fair in Love and Whore, it's Candy. Come <laughs> <laughs> Anal babe from Outer Space, too. And that wow. one's that one. Oh, I've only seen number one. Yeah, it's good. Welcome to the show, the everybody. One. Am I going to need to see it to get the plot? You need number two, uh, d- really. D- d- there's no plot, mate. <laughs> there's a massive plot hole. Oh. Before we get into the show, let me give you a rundown of the episode to come. We'll have the Nexus in which Biggie reviews another shooting game from about four years ago and the Patron's Choice segment, which should be great. But before all that, it's time for some Biggie's breaking news. Mm. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. Here is the news. <laughs> I have no idea why I said that. <laughs> Not when I'm drinking. Again. What the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be that regular. I've got Peroni in my nose. <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? Well, yeah, that will be a regular segment of the show. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um, according to Insider Gaming, the uh, website reports that Sony could be targeting a late 2024 date for its supposedly in-development PS5 Pro. So, yeah, I don't know how people feel about this because there's obviously a massive delay in people actually getting them. Now they're already getting the Pro out. It, it, it seems to be a bit trite to be already targeting a Pro when the current PS5, like no one's really kind of reached a limitation with it, you know? Like... You know, I, I know it was a bit of a dud game, but Forspoken had some like incredible graphics, and we've got four K sixty anyway, haven't we? Yeah, like there are a lot of games <laughs> running at that. Like uh, God of War Ragnarok ran amazingly. Um, so I don't. It's I kind of got it with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox. X. It was years later, though. It was years later. Yeah, the Xbox One X. They were quite a way into it, but also those machines were way underpowered for where technology went. Yeah, yeah, they pushed them out as soon as they could, didn't they? Yeah. Whereas now the like, especially if you look at like Unreal Five, Unreal Five as an engine is designed to give you better results for less computational power. So it's like people are getting more out of less. 
So I don't. Th- this is just money making, and I also kind of don't see what they can do with it. What? What sort of? I mean, the PS Five already outputs to eight K. If um, if you get compatible yeah. with it, what are they going to do? Oh, we've got a twelve K one. No one's got a fucking twelve K telly. <laughs> you, you you'll have one soon now. So nah. the P- there's three nah. years three years between the PS Four and PS Four Pro. Really? And now in and come this November, that's three years of the PS Five. I'd so be better. I prefer an iteration also, rather than a pro, like a smaller version. What I was going to say. Also, if it looks much better than the fucking travesty yeah. next to my TV. I mean, yeah. <laughs> trade, trade, that, trade that in day one and just, get a new just, one. <laughs> landfills full of PS5. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a smaller one would do me. Like I'm sick of having to step around it every time I walk in my living room. Mm. Uh, I think it'd be the size of Yana White. He stares at me. He oh, so stares at small. me. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to get attacked every time I walk well, in. I, I walk in, walk into the room, and it's like. He's like, you're all right. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. Fucking hell. It's when it's on it's when it's on standby mode and it doesn't update and the and the light the LEDs on the on the two wings start going like a menacing orange. I'm like, yeah. Oh, Mine's no. doing that now. I have angered it. Yes. Yeah. We are no we are on caution. It's caution. I'm afraid I can't do that gadget. Yeah. Wake up, Michael. <laughs> oh god you oh god you real named me Ooh, nah stop it Kevin. <laughs> don't dead name me like that <laughs> <laughs> next bleak faith forsaken which is a souls like game recent released this month has allegedly taken um some umbrage with its developer uh, sorry with epic um with its developer being accused of stealing animations directly from elden ring Dark Souls modding tools developer Meow Maritus called the title out on Twitter, showing off some pretty damning evidence. If you haven't seen it, it's got two videos side by side. I have. The fighting animations, and they are exactly the same. They're identical. In response, Even the iframes are the same. Yep. Yep. In response, a developer from Bleak Faith, um, Archangel Studios, released a statement on Discord defending the inclusion of the assets, explaining that they were purchased as part of a pack obtained from the Epic Games Store. No way. The dev then no went way. on to say, we're always being transparent about using the Epic Marketplace for animations that are good and fit our theme. The rest I made. We just needed more variety, and I'm not an animator by trade. I had to learn from this game. And as this all kicked off, uh, Archangel Studios then had to release another statement explaining how Bleak Faith Forsaken ended up with identical assets to From Software's hit open-world RPG. It explained that 10% of the game's development was outsourced to Epic Marketplace assets. And they bought the packs in good faith. They are now working on having them replaced in the game. I mean, yeah, because I, I, they ripped it off through and through, and they got caught. No, no not necessarily. I mean, fa- I mean, fair play to their developers because like Bleak Faith looks. Gr- I mean, it, it's getting middling reviews, but like the amount of effort that they've put into it, they're a three-person team. They're like a team cherry working in th- in three D. So. Because they because they built it the game in Unreal, you have the Epic Marketplace where you can get things, and they bought things off there. So the real issue I think lies with Epic not doing quality checks on the assets that are getting uploaded to it. Could be that. Could be that. Yeah. Because because they've been quite firm in saying like you know we bought these packs in good faith, and the list of what the pack was and it's been taken down. But I think the fault lies with Epic for having such an open open market with no checks on stuff because it it seems yeah. like it is really easy to just pull shit out of a game. If you know how to like decompile the code, and you can just re-upload it there, and this person's whoever uploaded that's obviously made a fair bit of cash out of Elden Ring animations. So is it just Joe yeah. Public that can upload then? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyone with an Epic account? Oh right. Yeah, I've seen people play this game. It's shite. I, yeah, it, it's a it's a five out of ten game, but again, yeah, three person team making a kind of a big 
3D Souls-like uh, open world game. Ha- we could do. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. Do. Like, more power to them. They've obviously learned a fair bit from this. Maybe their next game will be good. Yeah. It's like The Surge, isn't it? Surge 2 is way better than the first because they yeah. learned from it. Yeah, The Surge had some great ideas, but it was not a good game. <laughs> and uh, Lords of the Fallen. Let's see what happens to the new one. I can't wait for that. <laughs> That's going to be a fucking disaster. First game I don't say awful. that. I picked that in my... Uh... Oh, really? mate, you fucked your Sunday big time. <laughs> oh, next. <laughs> FIFA president Gianni Infantino, what a name, called on unity in the football family and the World Federation is a strong and stable position, having regained the trust of sponsors and institutions. <laughs> hey, he's got he the FIFA... strong and stable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never been stronger. Yeah. He opened the FIFA Congress recalling the epiphany he had when he visited the Genocide Memorial in 2016 when what? campaigning for the from the this FIFA is, presidency. Who am I to give up, he said. The FIFA boss was comparing <laughs> his victory to the 2016 FIFA presidential election to Rwanda's recovery from genocide. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking insane, what? this man. Did you not hear the insane stuff he was coming out with before the Qatar World Cup? Yeah. To try and justify stuff. He's it's, just it's, it's, he's it's, an idiot. Isn't this and one he, of the guys that took the like took the bribes from Qatar? No, no, no. This was no, no. This is the guy who took over from them. Oh, it's, right. this is the, this is the guy that, that years ago um, had the um, the Auschwitz Memorial band band that they made, yeah. saying, I, "I wear this all year round because the Jews are my people." He's not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> He's just. <laughs> He's just a nutter. They are my people. They're not the other. No, he's, he, he tries to. He tries to. Um, he does the whole thing about oh, football brings all races, religions, people, like, yeah. lifestyles together. It, it's it can be a force for good, and it can. But also, the way he goes about it is just awful. Right, he's a and, fucking idiot. And he just he's looks like idiot. greedy, horrible, typical lizard. Big. Yeah, big lizard boss of a massive global and, corpor- corporation. And here's me thinking Sepp Blatter was the strangest person involved with football. He's not, however, in comparison. However, I'm sure Biggie's about to touch about what he says on the FIFA game. Oh, it's so it gets good. a bit weirder. Yep. Get ready, so it's outperformed, FIFA has outperformed its conservative budget to make $7.6 billion. So he claimed that the organisation is now trusted by everyone, sponsors and institutions alike. Ha. At the end of his speech... He listed 11 triumphs to his last term as well as 11 promises for his next term. He said, amongst others, that FIFA will go head-to-head with EA Sports by launching a rival <laughs> video game. The new FIFA game, the FIFA 25, 26, 27, and so on, will always be the best e-game for any girl E-game. or boy. E-game. We will have news on this very soon. Will be the best e-game for any right. girl or boy. <laughs> so, you are no going No gender-neutral people can play it either. You are going against... Um, yeah, you're going against... EA, who have been making football games for 30 years. Yeah. Konami, if they ever actually do something, will be making football games for 25 years. And you think that a game developed in the next two years is going to be the best football game of all time? I, I, no. I, <laughs> no. So out of the five of us, it's, it's me and Candy that don't play football games. Um, so, 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 so Candy, um, best e-game for a girl or a boy, myself, <laughs> it's going to be it, isn't it? Clearly, like we're we're, we're going to be up there with FIFA games now. I'm pumped. I'm like, going to be there on Christmas morning. Yep. Face absolutely rosy cheeks, scraping that thing open. I'm going to be playing my e game. My mum's yep. going to be proud of me. 
Yep. You know, we're all going to be crowded on the no, TV. No, 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 no Death Stranding. It's not going to match up to FIFA 26. Oh, no. Um, no, 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 none of that. No, no, the next Dark Souls. No, that's not going to stack up no. to it. No, no. no. That's no. not a good enough e-game. No, no. It's a, it's a, they're poor e-games by comparison, according to this <laughs> exactly. fucking weird Italian man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bravo, bravo. And, and, and as you say, Oodles, a good point. What are the non-binaries to do? <laughs> not allowed to play. They're not allowed to play. Clearly, not allowed to play. No e-games for non-binary people. They don't yeah, play sports. Got, we all got, know this. They've got EA football. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking honest. To God. He's just a. He's a strange, strange man. All the thing is though, so he's weird. weird, but I kind of like him. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I, he's he's for his energy again. All, all, all jokes aside, and actually, to be fair, leading up to a joke on this one, like. <laughs> Last year, last year when Konami kind of, they came because they'd killed off Pez and they came back with eFootball, and it that's was a proper e game and, and that's a proper e game because it's got an e in the name. Um, yeah, exactly. But it was entertainingly bad. Like it was an utterly broken game. Like I've never paid yep. attention to a football game because like when people complain about like FIFA, it's just like oh you can't pass forward or properly or something. Or they change the controls. Like I don't care about that shit. I do care about it when referees heads spin around on the spot or you know massive glitches happen. So I'm. You should see it when Luis Suarez gets a ball and it goes makes his face concave for the rest exactly, of the match. Exactly. Yeah, like that kind so of thing. So good. <laughs> So like I'm now looking forward to FIFA 25, not because I want to play it, because I want to see the memes. I Who want do you to think's going to do it? What development team is it going to be? Like, oh, please let them just... set up their own development team. Please, let <laughs> no, them I, set want it. Up. <laughs> I want it to. I want them to announce it, and we finally partnered up with, it, and I want it to be someone blue team. shite, <laughs> blue <laughs> team, <laughs> or someone that just doesn't understand it. Like fucking, who's the guy? Um, what's his name? Who did? Um, who did? The fucking uh, Jason, them games. What's that? Oh, What's that Quantic Dream. Cage. Quantic Dream. Imagine <laughs> if they did. <laughs> David Page does football. Um, yeah, speaking imagine that. We've reinvented football. On the <laughs> eFootball and Konami, they want you to know that eFootball 2023 has suppressed, surpassed 600 million downloads globally. Because it's free. Yeah. <laughs> because how many it's on mo- money, that's right. I mean, because it's on mobile. <laughs> How many did FIFA 23 sell? That's over a billion, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The fucked up million. thing is, right, the, the, the eFootball mobile game is way better than the console version. <laughs> way better. It's way better. Unbelievably better. It's a, it's a competent little touchscreen football game. But fucking hell, Konami. Imagine that fall from grace. Fucking Pez used to be insane. Mm. God. It's big, big, no, I mean, please, that- please keep us up to date with Gianni Infantino's News report on the next few. It sounds like one of the circles of hell, doesn't it? He does. <laughs> In fact, I he think is. I think, I think you could is. probably find him. Find him down there in Dante's Inferno. But yeah, he would. Please, been, that's where he is. Please keep it more than the Microsoft merger thing. Give us this one because I want to know oh, who the developer is. He's on the phone again. I think Biggie's got no, a phone call. He's on the phone again. Oh nah. Uh-oh. Biggie, it's rude. This. Is he? I, I, I think he's actually on the phone this time. No, he's, he's not. Muted it. He's, he's not. muted it. He's muted it. He's muted everything. He's muted. <clears throat> Big A? That was actually a genuine phone call. <laughs> right, um... We don't trust you after last week, Biggie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> speaking of EA... Turn your phone off, mate, you podcast it. <laughs> uh, speaking of EA, The Sims 4 has received its infant update earlier this week, which saw a brand new 
life stage added to the uh, base game. But there's been some issues with this update, and several simmers have uh, been posting adorable babies with really long legged monstrosities. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever haven't seen the pictures, check them up on uh, Reddit because, uh, yeah, they're sort of weird. They become slender men so fast. <laughs> they look like they're atop some kind of humanoid stilts, apparently. Well, that one's getting bricked up in a wall and left to die. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go swimming. Take out the steps. Put it, put, put, yeah. put up in the loft and fed uh, fish heads once a week. Sorry, with the Sims, I still don't get why people put money into this game. The game itself is free to play, but there are 64 content packs on Steam for it. I wonder what the actual cost the of Sims. them all is. Uh, well, half a, a big chunk of, a chunk of them are on sale at the minute. Hang on. How, how much... How much would it cost? <clears throat> Live about maths. 30 quid or something. Uh, oh, it'd be like, I reckon, let's take a guess, about 400 quid. 320 quid. I want to say. 600. So, so the total cost with The Sims 4 with all DLC, and this was this was actually, uh, Rock Paper Shotgun posted this out in January. I think there's been a new DLC come out, so it's slightly out of date. At full price, not on Steam sale, 910 pounds oh, and 39 pence. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And, and, and your pal's got all these candy? Probably. Got probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fucking hell. Sims used to be fucking brilliant as well. It used to be such a good game. Because it had all the content in it. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, apart from pets, but you didn't mind buying pets because it was a good expansion. You got so, pets. So, 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 this, so the, uh, the Rock Paper Shotgun broke it down into, so the base game itself is free. It's a, it is a free-to-play game. Then you have 13 expansion packs, which will run you £454. Then 12 game packs, which are £215. Then 18 stuff packs, which are just like items for like wardrobe or house or whatever. £179. And then 19 kits, which I don't know what that means, is uh, £94. So yeah, £900. I remember way back in the day on that, I don't know if it was Sims 1 or Sims 2, when they brought out that H&M pack and it was the first... Game in history to get all ones from every uh, publisher ever. <laughs> oh yeah. Ten. Oh the the H and M. I can't remember if it was the H and M pack or, or it was one some of that. It got um, it got a PC gamer reviewer in America banned from getting EA games because he yeah. just he just he, he wrote a review that just absolutely slated it, but it's like a work of fiction. It's like Mr. EA comes home and he's he takes a drink <laughs> and he's, he's yeah. sick of his life and he wants so to commit fucking... suicide and his wife asks him what's wrong. And he's like, we. We just done the deal for the H and M pack or some shit like that. I genuinely think that first Sims was a fucking masterpiece. It was brilliant. Sims one and Sims two are great. Sims three, fuck yeah. yeah. Apparently, Sims four is fun, but monetized yeah. out the arse. I just like building the house, and then I never, I never, I never moved a family, and I was just a, a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I did. Although they, have, money. they have ruined the Sims four. The latest update allows your Sims to get out the pool without a ladder. Fuming. You, you, you can't kill them anymore. Literally unplayable. No, yeah, you, you, you brick them up in a what in a room, take out the windows and doors, let them piss themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> put yeah, put yeah. some wicker baskets in there and a fire. Set them on fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then you have to put a door in for when death comes because death has to be able to get into the house to, to trust to, to repair. No, he walks around the house if not for a long time. He'll just keep walking then, around the house trying oh, to get metal. in. And then your wife goes back to the spot where your child dies and just cries, cries and mourns. <laughs> It's because I didn't name the character and it was wandering around called No Name Sim. I was like, I'm not having a child called No Name Sim. It was like a safe scum. 
<laughs> you delete it, it never happened. <laughs> In the workings of a madman. Absolutely. Is that a hack for real life? If you refuse to name your child, it's like a safe scum. You can just go back. Oh, the problem is, though, Gadget, when you have a kid, you're forced to name it. You have to go and register it. It's fucking shite. Yeah. You're not even allowed to pretend that you haven't got one. The no. <laughs> they know. Next. Uh, following the sad um, announcement of the passing of iconic actor Lance Reddick earlier this week, Destiny fans have all come together to pay tribute to the actor and his in-game alter ego, Commander Zavala. Screenshots shared online show dozens upon dozens of players all sitting in quiet contemplation at a virtual vigil, set, uh, gathered around the character in the tower. Many are expecting to develop uh, Bungie to include a permanent memorial to the actor within the game. The firm did release a statement earlier in the week noted that Reddick's love for our community shined through in Commander Zavala and his uncompromised dedication to his craft and out of the radiating kindness that touched those around him. Reddick's wife, Stephanie, has since released a statement thanking fans for their overwhelming love, support and beautiful stories. She included a note for Destiny players in particular. To thousands of Destiny players who played in special tribute to Lance, thank you. Lance loved you as much as he loved the game. Who did you play in Destiny? Zavala. It's like the voice of that game. Yeah, Yeah. he he, he was the Titan commander. Um, Oh, the bald guy. Yeah, yeah. He gave you your early missions at the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah. From when you went on the the farm. Oh, I gotta remember old Destiny. (laughs) If you you go like watch those videos, um, people going and paying tribute to him, character kind of character turns around to interact with you, and and it's it's kind of odd because he's just stood there watching. And it's kind of nice that he's kind of like, he's not interacting with anyone. He's just stood watching everyone kind of paying their respect. Um, but yeah, apparently as well, he absolutely adored the game and loved playing it. He was playing it yeah, the, the he night did. before he passed away. Mm, and when he went in to learn about something, <clears throat> he said, oh, do you want to know about the lore and everything? He said, no, I don't get, care about that. I want to know what the, the I want to know about the new guns. <laughs> like, like he was well into the game as well. So yeah, it's a uh, very sad, but it was really, Kind of sweet to see with the the community. I tell you, I tell you what I've I don't want to say enjoyed seeing, but like what is kind of warmed my heart with it. So I obviously you know I go on Reddit quite a lot, and I'm, I scroll down the kind of the popular page, and so many different communities having a, a highly uprooted post saying rest in peace, Lance Reddick. Yeah. Like for all the things he's acted in, he's voice acted in, mm. all the things he's kind of been tangentially related to. Like I, I I've always known him as an actor for quite a long time. I think the first thing I ever saw him in was Fringe. Um, but I didn't realise how far and wide his career went. He's been in fucking everything. Mm. Yeah, I, I knew him as Silence in uh, Horizon. Yeah. yeah. That's how the I wire, The Wire was obviously the first like thing I, I saw him in. He's yeah. absolutely incredible in that. Um, yeah. he, 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 was he was in Fringe. He was uh, John Wick, the sommelier in that. He's really good in that. The and, I, I, wasn't he? I loved his turn as Wesker in that in the most present oh, evil. So good. Best thing in that show. Like uh, the clones he was playing in that as well. It was just you could tell he was having an absolute blast playing those characters. That sequence when he comes downstairs like in the full leather jacket with like yeah, a blade it was so haircut. Good. Yeah. And he just like zips across the place. You can tell he's having a fucking blast. Yeah. Like and um I think like the most recent thing I've seen him in, he was he played Thordak in Legend of Vox Machina, so he's like the big bad season two. Um, which stretched into season three, so God knows what they're going to do with that. He but had the voice for it, didn't he? He's, he's he he the had the voice to play a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. He's the voice in something else that's coming on. Obviously, John Wick 4 comes out 
this he's, he's the voice in the new Hellboy game. Yeah, Hellboy. That's yes, it, yes, that's it. Yeah. So it looks that's, good, that new Hellboy game. I think that's his last based, project, apparently. Yeah, it's based on the yeah. original art of the comic book. Yeah, it looks fucking good, mm. man. I'm going to get that. Love Hellboy. I think I'm going to get it just for the fact that Lance is in it. Like, yeah. He's what, one of those actors that you never realise he's always there, but he always has been character there. Character actor, isn't he? A good, good character actor is just yeah. the character. One of the smoothest so. voices in Hollywood as well. Like, I love his voice. Great at comedy as well. Like you, you know him from a lot of like serious things. Like he's very good in the serious roles, but he's he's so good at comedy. If you haven't watched it, uh, look up Toys Army. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, it's so good. I, 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 have you seen his turn on the Eric Andre show where he actually manages to out weird Eric Andre? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <I've seen> that. <laughs> it's good. Really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah b- b- absolute sad loss, big bucket of w- win for him and everything and all that. Just, yeah, it's so young. 60 years old is no age. Mm. Nope. No age at all. Next. Next up, the award ceremony that was inspired by the biggies. The Oscars happened this mm. uh, month as well. It did happen, didn't it? Um, I've got a lot here. I don't have to go through it all, but I guess the obviously the, the main, main topic. Everything, the everywhere, all at once, won everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say, it did. Seven it's awards. Like they t- it won. They t- it's almost like they titled it for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're taking everything all at once. Yeah, I'm so happy Jamie Lee Curtis won something as well. She's everyone's greatest cheerleader, so she deserves. I, no, 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 I, no, no. I'm not happy about that. No, that is, that, I, I no, that is my biggest controversy of this whole thing. I she think is, Stephanie mm, Shoes should have won it. If you are going to give someone that, and someone from the same film is yep. not, is also nominated, but also put in a much better performance. Yep. I'm sorry, but that was a whole. That was a proper Hollywood nepo baby. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. a stitch up. It was a stitch up, wasn't it? Big style. Yeah. She, she knew like, it. She didn't even look that shocked. She is amazing. She's an amazing woman. But yeah. she, I've seen the films, all of them that they were nominated, the women in that category. She's, she did really good in the film, but she's the weakest out of all of them. She is. Yeah, I definitely think it should have been, it should have been Stephanie Shu. Um, I, I did love the look on Angela Bassett's face when when the name got read. Like, she had a face of thunder. She did not do the thing. No. She no. wanted that, didn't she? She wanted that. Also, that, 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 that annoys so me because I wish she'd have won it so she could just go up on stage and say, I did, I did the, the thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I was absolutely crying buckets of tears for Kiyu Kwan getting uh, Best Supporting yeah. Actor. Yeah. I think people people overblew that. Um, yeah, I think I think out of everyone nominated, yeah, but like I think people that it's, it's another nostalgia thing for me. You know, I'm not massive on nostalgia. I don't like succumb to its uh, whims. But people were like, "Oh, he deserved that." I'm like, maybe for that film, but not for his career. He's not brilliant in everything he's ever yeah, done. Well, no, but it, he's not been there mate, for twenty read years. St- read the story of him. Why? That's why the Hollywood and and the Academy and the Oscars love a narrative. So the narrative did they shun him? Did they shun him or something? Yeah, basically. Oh yeah, massively. He's, that's he's, why he's, he's not done anything for twenty years. When he stopped being a right. cute kid. Yeah. Oh, because they didn't want a like a normal Asian man. Yeah. No, they, they, wanted, they wanted an Asian child instead. There aren't that many rules in Hollywood, generally speaking, for Asian men. Yeah, there is there. And and so so he got rules as a kid. So he was short round. He played Data in the Goonies. And he then did, I think then after um, the Goonies... California Man. The next thing he did was Encino Man. California Man. 
and then after that, nothing. And then he comes back with um, everything everywhere all at once and he wins the fucking Oscar for it. And a proof he's an amazing actor. He's great in that. He's my favourite thing in that. Um, and I, I absolutely loved when, like, when they got the Best Picture Award and it was, who was, to, it was, it was given out by Harrison Ford and he's bouncing across the stage yeah. to hug Harrison Ford. Like, oh, I, how stoned do you reckon Harrison Ford were in that, at that moment? The- they clearly knew that it was going to win. That's why Harrison Ford was presenting it at that moment. I, I know, but I know, but I was still in fucking tears watching it. Yeah, I don't. So I, 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 I don't know. There's some. I've got to get a bit of an ick about it a little bit. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm just a little bit of an ick about it all. So, mm. in the history of the Oscars, neither film <clears throat> has ever won Best Picture, Best Director, and three acting prizes. So it's made a bit of history as well, though. Also, yeah. A24, mm. the studio. I think they're most like profitable. They they won awards. Other stuff with the whale and other things as well. So they're, they're yeah. absolutely yeah clean. They're like Oscar bait the studio, aren't they? Also, oh, really? Also, also, also not forgetting because I don't want us to move on without saying it. Michelle Yeoh becoming the first Asian woman to win Best Actress. Yep. Yeah. And only the second non-white woman to win in ninety-five really? years. Yeah. That's last, fucking disgusting. <laughs> the, the, the last non-white woman to, to win Best Actress was uh, Halle Berry for Monsters Ball. It's a good film. Right, yeah. That was 2003. Didn't she present the war to her as well? I can't remember. She I think she Monsters Ball's a good film. It is, but the fact so that... Mich- I, saw, I was just going to say, Michelle Yeoh said that for all the little boys and girls who look like me watching tonight, this is a beacon of hope and possibilities. And ladies, yeah. don't let anybody tell you that you are ever past your prime. I love I mean, the inclusion of this year's Oscars, but some I, d- I don't want to be missing negative about it, but I feel like some of it was forced in a weird... I, it sounds like I'm being so negative, but I but feel uh, like they've uh, they done every, it on purpose. No, but everyone said that when Parasite won Best Film. They, oh, it's just very it's true. a token very thing true. to get Asian people. Is like, yeah, very th- true. There are a lot of faults with the Academy. I think they are getting better, but also I think there are... These films being released, like maybe could, they just thought it was a great film. Though that's the, you could yeah, just yeah. say that as well. Like, <laughs> like, like, could you see ten years ago, everything everywhere all at once being released and having this kind of impact? You know, no, no. it would be no. a fucking film for seen on a Friday night at two in the morning kind of film. You know, yeah, kebab in hand kind exactly. of film. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the, 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 I'm seeing that one. I mean, because also <laughs> bear in mind, great. ten years ago, A24 didn't exist, so there wasn't a studio pushing yeah. out these weird films at a high level again like i said i don't want to be negative i'm glad they all got it absolutely chuffed to bits i think it's brilliant for society in general but i still feel like some of it were forced i i i don't i don't, I don't see it as them being earnest yet the academy are not earnest enough yet never know you never it's know the, the, like it's you the said, one oscars in a long time <clears> where <throat> i've gone yeah okay that makes sense even jim lee curtis i don't agree but i get it so yeah I know, I know they give awards to, to to actors, basically, some, even though it's for a certain film, they give it for the whole filmography, don't they, usually? Not, not all the Sometimes. time, but the, the Jamie Lee Curtis one does really stink of a, like a legacy award. A legacy like, one, yeah. Yeah, we're giving it you now. Because I also, you've done yeah, and which is why the Angela Bassett thing kind of is a bit, wrangles a bit, because she, like, yeah. to, if you're going to give it as a legacy, like you have a ex-nominee there as well, and just, I think... exactly. Well, speaking of which, Brendan Fraser also capped his extraordinary comeback after years away because he won Best Actor for his performance in The Whale. Thanking the film's director, he said, I'm grateful to Darren Aronofsky for throwing me a creative lifeline. I watched The Whale recently after Stig, and I'm I'm one of the few people like Stig that are, are not in love with that film. He's still bit... the best thing in it, though. Oh, he's great, but the film's naff. 
Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> the film's a bit... Its message is naff, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, yeah. So, again, I think that was more of a... Brendan Fraser's big at the moment, isn't he? he people love him. They're going to love the Oscars for this. It's the narrative. He deserved it, though. It's the narrative. It, it, it's a bit like WWE now, isn't it? The Oscars. <laughs> it was last year. I will, it, well, I, it definitely I say, was. I, I will say on the on, on the Monday on the Monday morning, like Pip was talk, reading through the news and talking about it, and I said to her, "Brendan Fraser won Best Actor," and she burst into tears because she loves him so much. But like, what was his? <laughs> what, what what would you describe as his best films? You know what I mean? Other than this, Mummy. So so the th- the thing is like just the the mummy that's well, it. No, there's the mummy. Looney Tunes back in action. No. <laughs> what was but that like, um, animal? Dazzled uh, George of the Jungle. Dazzled's not Oscar winning. <laughs> no, but it it but you also there is the nostalgia element because you know he was a leading man when we were all. Oh, kids. he was a Hollywood art frob, wasn't he? No, but when we were all kids, like the, 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 he is like the millennials' hero kind of thing. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I just and, I don't know this again, and also, also what also what happened to him was just so unbridled unfair awful. and awful. Yeah. It's lovely. It's wonderful to see him get a comeback and him I love be him so, to bits. Don't get me wrong. And I, him I, be I so humble about him. it as well. Like every time he, he speak, could he? <laughs> every award he's, he's he's crying, and it's it. He's one of the most human actors out there. I think. Yeah, it's a timid yeah. little thing, isn't he? Like, like, you never. I, I, I just go through his he never went. I don't think he's Oscar worthy. That's all I'm saying. He never went away, but he just was kind of forgot, forgotten by Hollywood. Yeah, the roles of... stopped coming because he was just—he just did a lot of voice acting work, didn't he? Yeah, he well, was in Doom Patrol. That's meant to be really Doom good. Patrol. It's good in Doom Patrol. It's really the good thing is, that. Oodles. It doesn't matter. You're not basing the whale on his past performance. So to me, it's like, was he good enough in the whale? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he deserves it. Of course, it was. Of course was. Yeah. He was. He was best thing in it. The only thing that kept me watching it, to be fair. And that just shows that, yeah, he is good. So, next. One for Oodles, Florence Pugh and Andrew Garfield. Both co-presented at Sunday's Oscar ceremony set to star in We Live in Time for Studio mm. Canal. What a beautiful pairing. Sticky put that in for you. What a beautiful pairing. <laughs> Pretty much. Be- <laughs> honest to God. They are the best looking people on planet. <laughs> Those two are not allowed to have children together. They cannot breed. No, the world, because it'll be the, the most world is, the inspiring world is not- yeah, but the world is not prepared for a child that could come out of those two. It's not the only no, Andrew it's... Garfield news, is it? <gasps> is it more Andrew Garfield news? And you'll love this one. You'll come love on. this one. Very quickly, Quentin Tarantino's apparently uh, prepping for his uh, last film ever, maybe. Do you not know maybe how to say That's not Andrew Garfield <laughs> news. <laughs> because I'm coming up to this. Because it's in my, my list, all right? You don't have to read it in order. <laughs> It's my news. Do you know when I make the, the when I make the script at the beginning, I never stick to the order I've made it. I stick to whoever's popped up on the screen. I change it up so much. You can do it on the fly, mate. I threw up. I pitched it there perfectly, and you just fucked struck it. Struck out. Fuck's sake. Moving on. <laughs> Oscar Isaac, Andrew Garfield, and Mia Goth are in talks for Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein film for Netflix. Yeah. Mm. Now we're talking. Oh, yeah. Are you happy now? Yeah. Very happy. Very fucking happy. That's a, that's a rate cast. It that's is. just handsome bastards, the film. <laughs> <laughs> and huggable directors. 
a tough watch, and and oh, it's just going to be a tough, a tough for wank. me when I've got when, and a tough watch. Not and, a tough watch. <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to be erect throughout. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. I can't wait, and I love Frankenstein. It's one of my favourite books of all time. Oh, I'm really yes. interested to see what Del Toro's take on Frankenstein's imagery is. And Isaac's Doctor Frankenstein, Ooh. surely, yeah. Yeah, I think this. I think this yeah. Garfield's going to be playing the monster. Adam. It's called Adam. Adam, yeah. Yes. Mm. What, awesome. What was that news about Quentin Tarantino, Biggie? <laughs> uh, he's, he's doing something. Uh, he's doing James Gunn. or something. Yeah, something like that. So finally, the weird world of the web. Oh, fine. Yeah, uh, finally. This is the one that chuckled me the most. So Snoop Dogg touched down in Scotland to the sound of bagpipes. And if you haven't seen this, you have to check <laughs> this out. I loved it. It's so weird. I just he's don't even little, understand. He's doing a little bop to Still Dre, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's doing his little Snoop Dogg cool dance while somebody's oh, piping God. away Still Dre on a bag of pipes. It's I do. Just, I do love Snoop Dogg. So people, people hate on him, but he, he touched down. He went to. He went to Edinburgh. He went to a chippy. He got a battered agus, and he's, he's just enveloped the actual. When you go somewhere, you you take what they yeah, give he's you. Got do that you know what I mean? Just eat discount. That's why. Of course he has, yeah. just discount, that's true. <laughs> but he's got a bad, I guess, he's enjoyed it, do you know what I mean? He's just Wherever he goes, he just takes that culture on, perfect. He's a, he's a lovely bloke. He'd suit it's a kilt re- as well, I think. Probably it, would, yeah. Yeah, he would. It really weirds me out that, that out, of, out, out of the kind of the early kind of gangster rap scene, Snoop Dogg has come out <laughs> as this weirdly wholesome guy that just wants yeah. to get high and have fun. Let's the- not forget, he was in the same... Parlance as NWA and fucking Tupac <laughs> and stuff, and he's just come out and he's dancing to bagpipes of Still Dre. <laughs> yeah, what a guy! Still yeah. sweaty at heart, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. I've, I've got a lot of time. We're going to get him on the podcast at some point. I do. I, I, I do absolutely love his his escapades. The the, the the top one for me is when he he did that um, alternative Olympics coverage with Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, so yeah. good! And, and, and so it's, good! And, and it's and it's it's when they're watching the dressage and the the hawks dancing. He's going, "Whoa, it's crib walking! I got to get this boy in the video." <laughs> I like that. I like, I, like, I like that clip when he goes, "Man, look at that white girl run!" <laughs> I was like, "Yes." Oh, excellent! Also, is that also, is that the news? Oh, go on. Yes. I was gonna say, also, yes. also, also a casual reminder that Snoop Dogg hires someone on a salary of fifty thousand dollars a year just to roll to the roll joints. spliffs. Yeah, I'd love that job. Uh, anyway, let's move on to a, probably going to be the quickest round of Nexus we can ever ever afford because time is of the essence, and we're all slowly dying. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell! Let's, let's, <laughs> I'll I'll kick things off because I've barely done anything this much. I've I've been playing Monson Arise on PS5. Oh, it's still good, gadget. It's it's good. I've, really good. I've I've been kind of dipping in a bit on Series X because it's on Game Pass, and it's yeah. uh, it's it, it's lovely at sixty frames a second, isn't it? It's really good. Isn't it? it makes a difference. <laughs> it genuinely does make a difference. Like they haven't done much of the graphics when they've put it onto the modern consoles, but they've no, they've just made it run faster, and I, I'm happy with that. Yeah, and they do a nice thing now when you start it up on the new consoles, where it just it dumps load of gear on you if you want to just get to the end game. Aye, so you can just you can just to the real meat of the game when you're fighting the apexes and stuff like that. It's such a good game. If you're not playing Monster Hunter Rise, guys, fucking play it. It keeps no going excuses. on sale as well. It was on. It's nah, it's, it's in the seventeen Steam's... quid at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Steam Spring Sale for like sixteen quid. Mm. 
Just get it bought, guys. Just get, get, even if play half an hour of it. Come on. Mm. But yeah, uh, another older game I've been playing uh, this week, um, The Last of Us Part Two. Um, the reason I've been playing this is because I needed a challenge, and I played Grounded Permadeath mode. Have you heard of this? Yes. Yeah. It so is the hardest brutal. way to play this game. Yes. Um, How far did you now, make it? Did you finish it? No. 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 I discussed this in our Discord. I got to the. I don't even want to spoil it. There's a certain certain bit of it where now, what basically on this mode, when you die, your save gets wiped, and you have to start again. So everyone's how played I... it here, right? Nope. No. Nope. Because you don't know that. Do you want another story? Mm, I'll take my headphones yeah. off. Tell me when. That. Go on, like if you're not skip ahead. Gadget can tell them it's fine. Yeah. To avoid spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2, skip ahead to 44 minutes and 10 seconds. Thank you. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, I got to the bit where you're getting sniped by Tommy, right? As Abby, remember that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then there's a scene where you catch him up and then you're in like a, a diner and you've got the like... It's very reminiscent of the old diner scene on the first game. You know when David's chasing you about? Mm, yeah. But you're, yeah. you're Abby, probably the henchiest woman on the planet, and, and you're getting chased by um, Tommy with a sniper rifle, and he's sneaking up on you. And I thought, I've got him, I've got him, I could see him. And then, do you know, you, you can't use the, um, the, the whatever it's called, the hearing, e- the special Echolocation, I call it. Echolocation, you can't use that in grounded <laughs> mode. So you've got, to, you've got to, I had to have my headphones on so you can listen to, like, he, he walks and he's, he's going over floorboards. And I heard a floorboard and then a bottle rattle, and I thought, he's over there. He did it on purpose. He come up behind me and shot me in the back at head, and that was my permanent game over. So Fucked Abby's it. story ended right there for me, and the, the the credits go up as if that is it. And I was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, that is now good, my." That's a good yeah. way to do it, actually. That's my tale now. That's in my head canon. That's what happened, and it just it saves all the story. What happened? All the. Awful stuff that happens to Ellie doesn't happen now anymore in my head. <laughs> it's, so, it's, kind of, it's kind of perfect, but that's like 19 hours in. I played a game for 19 hours and then I got prematurely killed. But I, I, that's I'm not a good effort, about though. It's not all. easy. I know, mate. There's, there's, there's that scene. Um, there's some squeaky bum moments, wasn't there? Yeah, the scene really only, only a few hours in when you when you when you control Abby and. Uh, you, you, Abby, Joel, and Tommy are trying to escape a horde in the in the wilderness in the snow, and then there's like some cable cars. Yeah, that bit, and and there's, there's like fucking ten click, and I nearly died, and a clicker grabbed me, and if a clicker grabs you on grounded mode, you're dead. But Tommy saved me, so the man that saved me at the beginning of my story <laughs> killed me man. at the end. I, what a fucking tell you what, though, what a narrative! How fuming would you have been if you'd have died when you were crawling up on the across the skyscrapers? Oh mate, yeah. Yeah. that would have been such yeah. a shit Pulling way to, yeah, ah! to end the run. Yeah, I really like it. I might do it again one day as a stream because I think it's, I think it's a really. I, I wouldn't recommend to play it that way for your first time because you'll never Stress see the ending too much. But I really enjoy. It. You can save the game and quit the game and stuff, but you just if you die, the game erases and it's over, and it's just fucking hell. I don't. There's something. About, I'm gonna do part one on the same thing. Because part one's got the permadeath um, mode, and it's it makes the game so much such a different game when you haven't got the echolocation. Because that's such a cheat. It's such a cheat mm. that. 
But yeah, can it come back now? There's loads of people that played that permadeath version and like died for their consoles to pull the power <laughs> lead out the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's not happening. Yeah, it's it's really it's a really fun. If if you want to get a bit of longevity out of it, like, I've got them digitally, so it's not like I can sell them or anything like. That. It's just I just really really enjoyed. It. I'm going to start doing it. I, I think there's a permadeath mode on Resident Evil Village. I'm not sure. Someone told me there was. I don't know if it's a um a PC mod. Because I beat the game on Madhouse. Yeah, I beat the game on Madhouse. I thought so, yeah. And and that does the same thing. I love it when you get a permadeath mode and the the credits come up. It's such a fucking, like, that's your story. That's you. (laughs) You died. (laughs) It's so Uh, fucking cool. It just reminds me of doing, like, the Iron Man runs on XCOM 2. Yeah, when you just people just die. Just die. She missed it. Yeah. She can come back. Come back! I've been waiting. I've been waiting to try and catch. Be waiting to try and catch your eye, but you've been looking at everywhere other than the screen. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I've just been drinking my Plus, wine. I'm drinking we've been talking about a game. Well. I'm going to get pissed off. I, I weren't even that bad spoiler-wise, and you're probably never going to play it anyway. <laughs> I am. I'm determined to this time. I heard two hours in cable cars. Yeah. Don't don't play permadeath mode on your first run through. That's all I can say. Play Absolutely it on normal. Absolutely no plans to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's been that's been my week. Um. Candy, what you been doing? Well, quickly. <laughs> in keeping with this week's main topic, I saw an absolute candy classic this week, and that's the Sci-Fi Channel's Ice Spiders, which was released. <laughs> that's not a classic. <laughs> it is absolutely classic. classic. <laughs> that's gonna go on the artwork now. <laughs> I know. That's why I did it. Uh, which Fucking is a, hell. It's a 2007 straight to TV, and currently on Amazon Prime. Really? Ice Spiders scored a healthy 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so you know it's a good one it follows Dan Dash to Shield an ex-pro skier turned ski school instructor at a rundown ski Dan Dash to Shield what's his name yeah Dan, Dan Dash to Shield no is, is, is it oh Dan is it Dan to Shield and he's called Dash he's called Dash yeah right, not Dan okay. Dash oh right not like Dash Dan, Dan, Dash Dan from Shield. Prince of Persia Dan Dash to Shield oh, <laughs> quickly and April Summers a scientist working on the other side of the mountain on the top secret research facility She's been splicing DNA of regular spiders with the DNA of spiders okay. recovered from some ancient glacier or something. Uh, yeah, because spiders are known to be in glaciers. <laughs> glacier spiders. <laughs> for the purposes of cultivating um, armour for the um, use of military or something. The plot wasn't that the plot, the plot important. Anyway. Clearly. Yeah. A nefarious boss accelerates the spider's growth, thus producing more silk by pumping them full of steroids and food, creating giant waist-height spiders that are hungry and murdery. Spiders get free, holiday makers get eaten, Dash saves the day with his mad skiing skills. And... Mad skiing skills. There's the title yeah, of the podcast. Dude, hang loose. Um, I think you mad probably formed skills. a decent idea about the type of cutting-edge quality of film this is, and I'd just like to pick out a few of my favourite moments. Um, yes, from this please. masterpiece, so um, oh, so I know you're all going to watch out, watch, rush out and watch this as soon as possible. So I'll give you the spoiler warning in case you ruin <laughs> so it. much content in the world. <laughs> in am I going to spend my time? What on is potentially? I, I'm a massive arachnophobe, yeah. and I'm watching the trailer right now. I was looking at a clip here, Candy, while you were talking, and my God, the graphics on these spiders like a 1998. <laughs> Good, FMV it? video from a PC game. Like, yeah, awesome. Is it like Resident Evil 1? Yeah. It's like Resident Evil. Yeah, it's... <laughs> so, best bits. Uh, scientist cocoon to a wall who, for some reason, has snake-eyed contact lenses and has forgotten how to speak any form of human language. His dying words were, <laughs> she took my legs. 
That was good. <laughs> my strong legs. My strong legs. Um, there's a scene where Dash uses a mounted mounted reindeer's head to stab a spider to death. Um, turns to Dr. Hi. Summers and says, nice rack, by the way. And the final oh. cr- confrontation with the head of the science department that he tells our heroes who've managed to trap the spiders in a net. Thank you for saving the spiders. The, this will all be a massive cover-up. That he signed an NDA and he can continue his work and fuck the 50-odd people that were mauled to death. So the, the rad snowboarder who he heard this and found a, like a, can, a cannon. He just found a cannon. And <laughs> he blew up the scientist and the spiders. Legs went flying everywhere only for another shadier government official to turn up. Says the same thing. It's going to be a cover-up. We're going to use this information. We're going to develop for the military. And then the heroes are like, oh, well, all right then. Let's go skiing. So, yeah, massive shout-out to the visual effects team. I can only imagine that they have a shelf full of awards at this point, possibly only overtaken by the stock music composer that this film showcases. Um I also watched The Banshees of Inchirin, but it wasn't really for me. It was a bit rubbish. Wow. It's oh, one of the best films I've God. seen in years. Not my I, just, I, I don't. It oh, wasn't God. Ice Spiders. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't Ice Spiders, though. This is worse than yeah, but Chips Banshees comment. of Inchirin is a masterpiece. Ice Spiders is a fucking <laughs> fallacy of film. I it's think you've fucking... got it mixed up there. Oh, ice Spiders. Now, oh. nah, nah, top, top fact on IMDb about Ice Spiders. Thomas Calabro, Patrick Muldoon and Vanessa Williams previously starred together in the hit TV series Melrose Place. Jesus. <laughs> Do you remember when, remember back in time when like Sci-Fi Channel had a bit of clout to them, like the, the funded Twilight Zone, the funded parts of Stargate show before it went to Sky 1, the funded, the funded they did, fucking um They did that Fallen X-Files. Skies one. Uh, Fallen, Fallen Skies. Skies. Good stuff. Anime, Good Saturday stuff. nights at midnight every, every week. Proper. It was no good. thanks. Oh. Sci-fi is now probably it's on par with like Bravo. Remember Bravo back in the day? It's shite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The two, Bra- the, Bravo the back in the day sounds better than this. The two quotes on IMDb <laughs> for this film. First one, Johnny, take that, army dudes. We don't need you to kick spider butt. Yeah. And then spider's not a butt. Second quote, Doctor April Summers. The battle for Grant money is as bloody as war itself. Yeah, man. Pumped. <laughs> Next. Here for it. <laughs> Modern Let's move on swiftly before the ice spiders get us. Stig, what have you been doing? I uh, read a couple of books this week. Um, first off was uh, Sip's Code of Conduct, Ethical Procurement <laughs> and Supply, and the other one was Contract Administration. Great read. Which was your favourite? Oh, uh, definitely the um, Ethical Procurement and Supply. Really. What's the publisher of that book? Um, Sips, CIPS. <laughs> Yeah. Right, that was my week, basically. No spoilers. Week was I revised? So that's why I wasn't here last week. Can I put that week. on the? Uh, I can put revision no, 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 on the, no, uh, no, on I the did, pod. I, no, because I actually have done something over the last few weeks. Okay. And this week, one thing, the one thing that I've managed to get in there, um, I have been watching a show, and I've been enjoying this show. And I never expected to be enjoying this it's show. It's called Picard, isn't it? It's, it's called, called Star Trek Picard Season <laughs> yeah, 3. I fucking knew it. I knew it because you've mentioned it about three times in the Discord. I thought, he never mentioned the first season this much. He likes Picard. He's back in. Season 3 is really good. It's really oh, entertaining. <laughs> I, it is. And I hated Season 2 so season much. Season 2 I, was fucking atrocious. I thought Season 2 was awful. One of the worst things I've I've seen on TV. And it just, I mean... The whole show still, Picard still isn't Picard, um, but I'm kind of putting it past 
I'm kind of putting it to the point that he's, it's 30 years later. People can change in 30 years, become different people. Things can change. Is it an old people's home or something? No, no, no. It's just the way he talks and the way he acts. It's like very Umpacard-esque. Like, everyone yeah, else hasn't the, really changed. The card, the, he the card has. Had his, he had verbosity to him, didn't he? He was a captain. He was he was a leader. And yeah. every trailer I've seen of this, it just seems like he's not any of that. He just he's just seems Patrick over emo- He's over-emotional. He, he just he doesn't... He, he looks like he's going to cry half the time. It just—it's not Picard, but it's still—it's been really enjoyable because of basically everything else around it. So this season has return of um, Patrick Stewart as Picard. We have Rafi has returned. Uh, Jerry Ryan is back as Seven. We no longer nice. have uh, Girati. We no longer have Rios or Elnor. Um, all of them are gone. Uh, but what we do have in in its place is we have original next generation characters back. Ooh. Yeah. Jonathan Frakes is back as Riker. Absolutely amazing. Just is he sexy still. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's still yeah, that he's got that great. one foot up one foot up on the console thing again. He hasn't I don't think he's yeah. done that yet. But he was he was known by People magazine as the cure for um what was it? Cure for uh, menopause. <laughs> 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 still rocking a great beard still commanding the screen still really really good uh, Gates McFadden as Crusher's back uh, Michael Dawn yes. as Worf um, they're all back basically and Commander Worf's head looks like a fanny The Forge <laughs> <laughs> The Forge isn't back yet but his daughter is, is in the show she's part of the show and basically the, the, the show is um, Beverly Crusher is out on the rim somewhere and she's a t- her and her son Jack are attacked and she sends a message off to Picard for help and him and Riker get themselves onto the Titan which is where Seven is um, and they yeah. try to steal a shuttle to get there but in turn they end up stealing the shuttle but then drawing the, the, um, the Titan there anywhere and shit happens but the stuff that's happening is really good and it all kind of brings in elements of DS9 it's bringing I'm glad it, it's good it brings in some stuff from the old Next Generation episode. The latest episode, episode five, brings a huge storyline from Next Generation in, and it's mm. done really, really well. And it's a really I good. I might episode. start watching this then if you say, if you reckon it gets better. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this. Now. I would just watch this series. Don't even, oh, can can you not actually watch oh, first two? Don't have to worry about it. Okay, doesn't link okay, to the first like two series whatsoever. Each series has kind of been its own thing. Series two, just yeah. forget about it. The, fir- the, the first season is fine, but it does some very stupid things. The second yes. season is god awful. You could just watch this okay. as a one-off. I'll do that then. Be perfectly happy then. with it. And the new, the biggest star, the new, the newest person in this though is um, Captain Shaw, the captain of the Titan, played by Todd uh, Stashwick. He is amazing. And if anything comes from this show, it's that I want a show with him and Seven and the Titan. He can't me, be as good as Anson Mount as uh, me them. Pike. He's he's really good. He is a grouchy kind of doesn't Ooh. give a fuck uh, captain. Um, doesn't take any shit, and he and he's just he's just kind of as well, just kind of shrugs his shoulders, like yeah, you know that kind of okay thing. i'm kind of into he, that he's he's really really good and i would be I well up love the star trek universe i would be I well up it. for them carrying going forward from here with him and the titan spinning off yeah um yeah it's i'm really enjoying it i generally it, i'm gonna jump on i'm doing it i'm doing if it you hated season two 
go back in and watch this because the the draw was that it's the next generation originals back and the draw has worked it's worked bringing them back um there's still a great rapport between um Picard and Riker like I said Riker is still amazing and yeah I'm I'm really enjoying it and I'm loving seeing Worf with like a grey hair and a grey beard the man looks great Sounds great. Have they, just, have, they, have they made him look like the new uh, Klingon? No, no, he's, he's oh, is it? No, classic. no, he's classic Worf. He just—he's basically Worf, but now he's got the silver. He's, he's got, older. Yeah, he's <laughs> older. But so he's got yeah, a that's cool. Great goatee. The new, the new, the new Klingons look ridiculous. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hated them. Hated the look. But yeah, it's they look weird. Rotten Tomatoes, fifty-eight critics, hundred percent. Audience oh, rating eighty-seven wow. percent. Fuck. Compare that to season two. Audience rating. 28%. Yeah. So even now the, that's a redemption. Even act. the audience who are watching it are enjoying it. <clears throat> and I'm really there you enjoying go. Proof it. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You were right to stick to it, mate. You know, it isn't <clears throat> the best. It's not Strange New World. It's not as good as that. But it's really so enjoyable. Good. There's still a few stupid things going on. Uh, and like I said, Picard isn't really Picard, but fine. Doesn't matter because everything else around it is actually really enjoyable. Excellent, 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 brilliant, brilliant. Um, Biggie, what have you been doing? Hopefully not much. Yeah, not much. Uh, it was my Good. birthday week, so seeing friends and family and um, on hangover day one. Thank you, belated. Thank you. Happy birthday, but, um, birthday to both of you. Thank you. Yes, I you as well. Birthday baldies! Um, birthday baldies! <laughs> that's not becoming that's a thing. Ed, that's that the, that's the episode title, birthday <laughs> no, baldies. That is not becoming a it, thing. It is, it's a three God. to two vote. It's the birthday baldies. Oh, nah. I control the edit. No voting happens here. This is not a democracy. <laughs> we'll see what the, but, the, um, the listeners decide the week after. They'll be like, we want birthday baldies back. <laughs> nah. You're fucked. So on uh, Gadget and Pip's recommendation, I ended up watching the Physical 100, the Korean um, Oh, yeah. The trailer TV to show. this is insane. It's it, oh, it's better than that, mate. It's, it's hilarious. I mean, I won't go into too much about it because I think Gadget already covered it. But how have they got the most handsome people on earth to be in the same spot together? The concept, stunning. the overall concept, is really interesting. But what is so weird that you've got two options on Netflix. You can watch it in Korean with subtitles, which gets a bit yes. manic because there's a lot to cover. Or you just put on the uh, English uh, audio, which is done by, I think, anime voice actors. And it's just the weirdest, (laughs) weirdest thing. And I chuckled throughout all nine episodes at the voiceovers. It's just so weird and hilarious. And the actual feats that they do are really interesting and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm all about the voiceover. There's one particular scene... For example, I'm sure where it, that's the one I don't know. It might that's the one that the guy who does Vegeta in the English one does it. Yeah, he's in there. Sure yeah, it's that one. Kakarot. Biggie, do they do they do that like typical English, way over the top kind of like, and you know, yeah, you know, the, in, you know the English shows like, anime like you watch Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan, and they're so much more animated and shouting yeah. just like yeah, yeah. The, the Japanese there's things version, like aren't they? if there's a if they're in the middle of the event and they're doing. Um, Little, um, I've forgotten what you call it. Those little one-on-one interviews. They do the, a quick one with them in the middle of the box pops. Thank you. They pop up during during the middle of the events, 
and then you'll see the characters like pushing themselves really hard and all of a second it'll go to the Vox Pop and you hear this guy go yeah I really had to push myself hard harder than hard and I knew I could do it for my family and it's, and you just see the guy's face and it just doesn't fit at all and there's one particular scene which is I had to push myself game. hard there's a little there's a mini game that they do where there's a little um, in between one of the events where the um, contestants are just sort of chilling out and someone challenges them to do I don't know if you heard of this called the sergeant jump which is where they build up yeah, it's slaps a CrossFit and you have thing. to jump it's I a standing jump yeah it's, it's, it's that and classic so they all start thing. they all start taking turns doing it and there's this really bulky guy who's married to one of the other contestants and he starts nice. to do the jump and he pulls it off and he jumps off and she comes up Does with it? an American voiceover and she goes Oh, you're so cute. And then he sits down, he goes, Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yes. That's proper anime, was, that, isn't it? Yeah. I was. I'm going to watch it. Done. I'm going to watch I it. Was it's, so, it's, so, it's so worth watching. One, they're all beautiful. Two, the voiceovers. Always. The best part is. I usually watch the Korean versions, but I just want to watch this funny version yeah. now. Well, mm. the, the, the best part is there's two American contestants in it. So when they've recorded right. it, obviously they're speaking Korean because they can speak fluent Korean. So yeah. then they are yeah. dubbed. With terrible American voiceover. Yes. But I can't understand. What I don't understand is, is, are they in on this joke? Is these voiceovers done to take the piss? Or have they generally thought... They've just got shit voiceovers, that's all. ...are perfect for this? Because it is just so unintentionally funny. It's done cheaply, that's the thing. It's so funny. Yeah. Anime voiceover. There was that thing about anime voiceover artists getting paid pennies so they just get those in and they'll yeah. just do it from the bedrooms and the, and, and the best part is is when there's like two people like kind of cross talking over each other because you know you've got the whole lot of them watching what's happening and you've got yeah. these kind of like multiple american voices bouncing out at you and it doesn't make any sense it's fucking hilarious <laughs> and if one of the guys looks a bit like uh, got an unusual face they for some reason give him a squeaky anime voice instead <laughs> <laughs> something a bit Gosh more do. Gosh do. <laughs> fucking bigots <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm going to start watching that tonight. I'm going to watch the first episode tonight. Your the first 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes when they introduce all the um, contestants. If that doesn't sell you on it, you're not going to get the rest of it. I, I, I love, it. I love the instructions because the whole thing is like the set out in the studio. They've got all these kind of plinths up and they've got plaster casts of all their bodies, like all their torsos. Yeah, nice. So they've got to go find their body. But as they're kind of walking in, like, and again, it's with the American voiceover that it works so well. Like the walker, hey, you've got great muscles. Hey, I like your pecs <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> your tits. It's, it's just oh, like they're complimenting each other brilliant. on their bodies and it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch shit. I love beautiful people anyway, but if it's funny as well. Yes. Yeah. Also, yes. the women in it are scary. Yeah. I like mostly women though. I no, but like I know, I mean, like scary, strong, and determined. Like you would not oh. want to fuck around with them. Like getting pinned up against a wall, scary. Mate, that snap it off. <laughs> Ooh, around to find out. Don't exactly threaten me with a good night. I swear <laughs> to God. Brilliant, brilliant gadget. What you been doing, boy? Uh, I've had a very good week because yes, it was my birthday, and um, Pip and I took fifty a- baldies. Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, Pip and I took a trip down to London because one of my birthday presents was she took me to see uh, Jeff Wayne's War of the World, the immersive experience. Yes. Da, da, da. Yes. So uh, Candy has talked about this before, so I'm going to go over it briefly because there is something else from the trip I want to talk about. Um, but this is, uh, it's on Leadhall Street or something. It's based just off Fenchurch Street. Um, it is a full interactive theatre experience recounting Jeff Wayne's musical version of War of the Worlds. 
and it's fucking outstanding. It's absolutely bloody brilliant. You go through. Candy in- were nearly crying when she explained yeah, it to us. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. So you go into a festival. You start off in the Spirit of Man bar, which is where you have a couple of drinks before hang it. It's all loosened up, and there's a big um, ula um, tripod Oola. head in the, in the room, kind of spraying out coloured smoke to let you know when it's time to come in. Did anyone sit under the table that gets the full blast? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I love because we were in there for about two hours beforehand. Just, yeah, so were we. <laughs> yeah. So we were watching like couple by couple. Yeah, we were watching couple by couple come and sit on this chair, get absolutely blasted. And then move along and then watch the next couple do the same thing. No one told anyone. No. Um, yeah, so, so we went for drinks. And then Watching you go into it and you kind of get introduced to it. Um, it, takes, it. It takes the original story and kind of turns it around a bit as if it's like, uh, as if we're seeing the story being retold by someone years, by the journalist like years later. No one would believe that in the vacuum of Exactly, space. yeah, all that stuff, all that good stuff. And it's done with um, the tech behind it. Is, is, some of it's really cool because it's done with um, kind of uh, volumetric holograms. You get, like, fire shows. You get um, proper immersive things. You get the actors. The actor we had playing Olgavi, the astronomer, sounded like Matt Berry, and both me and Pip found that absolutely hilarious. New York <laughs> City! Yeah, yeah <laughs> giving it, it's giving it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pip unfortunately started flirting with one of the guys playing the soldiers, um, which uh, she and was. She took him away to the hotel. She, I think, if given the opportunity, she would have tried. But, um, <laughs> threesome. The the, the artilleryman <laughs> was actually the artillery woman, and she was a, a a lovely little lass from Leeds. That's cool. It was a Yorkshire lass. That's what best people are from. That's yeah. what best people are from. Um, but yeah, you work through it. And my favorite part, is, so, so the way the experience works, you have different sets that you walk through. There's kind of 20 scenes, uh, 24 scenes that you get through. But there are three VR scenes. So, you, so you'll, go, you'll go into a room and they've got a load of uh, HTC Vives and you put them on. And my favorite one, I think everyone's favorite one, is Thunderchild. Because well, Thunderchild. Yeah, so, so, so the, the way that one's set up, you are sat in a kind of replica boat. You put the VR headset on and you kind of, it starts with a bit of forever autumn as you move down the river and then you get to the Thames and you see the tripods walking down and kind of destroying Parliament and the boat is moving and shifting and you get out to sea and you're watching the fight between Thunderchild and the um, and the tripods. And like the VR graphics are a bit shit because it was done a few years ago, but it doesn't matter. I had fucking goosebumps the whole time. It was fucking incredible. Like, I think I was nearly crying at one point through like, tears of joy. It was one of the best albums ever made. That's why. I mean, it is, yeah. But just like seeing that moment and seeing the fight between Thunderchild and and uh, um and the tripods, yeah, um, it works so well. So if you're in London, I would really heartily recommend it. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Um, the staff there. Are f- I went. I went to see the um one of the not the Philharmonic, but one of the the stage show ones. Do yeah. The, yeah, do the whole thing in. Uh, Bradford, Alhambra, that was so good. Mm. Yeah. Well, this this one's good because, you know, you've got the actors in front of you, you can talk back and forth to them. They have some really creative ways of, of showing things. Like, um, when you when they do... Bra- yeah, Gary Barlow went out with him. Yeah. When you <laughs> do Brave... Well, well, this is based on the original recordings as well, so it's the original oh, singers yeah. and actors. Um, but, like, when they do Brave New World, you're sat in a room with this kind of, like, it's almost like a planetarium screen up there, and it, it's got this, like, Pink Floyd-esque animation of, like, the vision for Brave yep. New World and stuff like that. Oh, it's just so good. I love that they give you that uh, bit just after you've refreshed your drinks. So you go down and you sit down with this pissed, really disorienting yeah. sort of experience. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the, 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 there is a beer break in the middle as well. Um, 
But yeah, it's absolutely worth the money if you go down to London. Um, the other thing I did, and this is the kind of the main thing I, I do want to talk about. So you all know I play the guitar, and I'm yeah. a lover of guitars in general, in collecting them. Um, you don't I, even own any guitars. I know. Well, it's a fake background. <laughs> it's a fake background. It's all green screen. Um, yeah. The I went to Tin Pan Alley for the first time in my life. I've been. I've been there. It's very good. Yes, and so I don't t- like London. So <laughs> Tin, Tin Pan Alley, for those who aren't familiar, is Denmark Street, which is yes. it's a little street. It's only a hundred yards long, uh, but it's just it's just off Tottenham Court Road, um, near Leicester Square. And it is the source of rock and roll history, because in the sixties, fifties and sixties, that place housed the studios that um, the Rolling Stones uh, recorded their first album in. Black Sabbath recorded their first two albums in. The Beatles recorded their demos in before they went to Abbey Road. Uh, Elton John met Bernie Tomei there. Like there are so much history in that place, and it has a, it's a row of vintage guitar shops, and I. We went to Region Sounds, uh, and I'm going to give them a big shout-out because I absolutely enjoyed my time with them. Nick and Rob there absolutely looked after me. They were lovely lads. Uh, Region Sounds is um, on Denmark Street is where the Rolling Stones recorded their first album, where Jimi Hendrix cut demos, where... Um, wow. Hang on, they, 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 have, they have a list on their website um, from when it was the studio of the people there. So they include the Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix Experience, Kinks doing the early demos, The Who did some recording there. Elton John did his playing sessions before he became an artist. So like like the piano on It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones, that's Elton John. Um, the lower third with David Bowie before David Bowie became a thing. was done, uh, They recorded there. The Bee Gees, The Trog, Slade, Sandy Shaw, The Equals, John Martin, Davy Graham, The Yardbirds, Herman's Hermits, Brian Poole, The Tremolos, The Downliners, Mott the Hoople. The Eagles have rehearsed, rehearsed sessions there. Like, Mate, the it'd place, be quicker to tell us who didn't do it. Exactly. The place is like steeped <laughs> with history. Um, it's no longer a studio now, but it's now a guitar shop. It's a vintage guitar shop as well. And I walked in there, and the staff were so friendly. And they were, they were just putting really old guitars in my hand like to say, oh, give this a try, give this a try, give this a try. And it was, it was absolutely incredible. And in that shop, I found my Holy Grail guitar. I found the one guitar that ever since I started playing, I oh, have yes. adored and lusted after. Exactly. And lads and ladies, I bought them. Yes. <laughs> it's a buy guitar, is it? It's a Fisher Price, my first guitar. Meet Gibson. Uh, meet my Gibson Les Paul custom, Thunderchild. I've named him Thunderchild. Oh, perfect. I love that. Let's have a look at Buddy. So oh, yeah, Gibson, she's beautiful. Gibson Les Paul Custom in Ebony. It is from the custom shop as well. It is one of 300 made. Oh, so that'll just keep going up in value then. That's an investment. Yes, it will. This it is, is future gadgets problem by the sounds oh, of it. Absolutely. No, no, that's an investment. That, that <laughs> it is an investment. Won't, it, oh, it I won't know. I just say that like... at all. <laughs> yes, yep, it is. I think, I think the necks are too thick on them. I no, always have done. This, this one's got a 50 style neck. It's quite thin. Has it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not no, a guitar I'm, person. I can tell that's just stunning. Yeah. I'm not a Gibson Ooh. guy, but I, 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 it's pretty. Well, it, is pretty. It, it, it has been the guitar I've wanted ever since I started playing. And I saw it, and it's the first time I've seen one in that condition, that quality, at a price that I could afford. And it was just like, yeah, I'm fucking having it. And the guys mm, were nice. so nice. They set it up for me. Um, 
we just talked at one point because because Pip was getting talked to them as well. They were telling her about the history of the place. At one point, I'm noodling on that guitar, just like testing it through an amp. And playing Stairway to Heaven. No, 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 no. We don't do Stairway. <laughs> no Stairway. Just, denied. De- denied. But as I'm playing around, uh, I look up and Pip's being played a Dolly Parton song that she's never been that she's never heard before from the guys behind the counter. Like how many and- how many men did she take back to her hotel that weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you had a right fucking romp. <laughs> the um the best the, the best part of it is so after I'd committed to buying it and they and I paid the money and they were uh, we had other stuff doing in London so they sent it off to their tech for a setup and they said come back at the end of the day and pick it up and um I'd spotted an amp in there that I was inter- I wasn't interesting because I could not afford this amp but oodles. Marshall JTM forty five, fuck off, from nineteen sixty four, in mint Man. condition. That's like a five, ten, nearly ten grand amp. Sixteen grand amp. Oh, they've gone up in price. Fucking hell! But they had one in there, and I kept eyeing it up every time. And Pip like said to them, "says Can can Gadget play that through that amp?" My 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 mate, my old guitar instructor, is my mate now. He he um, he bidded on a Buddy Holly one. Yeah, and it went up to like twelve grand. He went, nah, nah, I'm out. So, <laughs> and that were like battered. So, so for those who obviously aren't guitarists like me, the Marshall JTM forty five is the kind of amp that Hendrix used. So that sound it's of probably of the Jimmy best Hendrix. amp ever made. It's that sixties rock sound. Yeah, it's, and, it's and this psychedelica. Yeah, and this one, I, I'm not kidding. Like most of them have been destroyed or have kind of gone ruined over yeah. the years. This one, I kid you not, was in factory condition. I've no, no idea. No cigarette ash on it at all. No cigarette ash, no burns, no cuts in the in the in the tool X of the finish, no scratches on the faceplate. Mental. None of it. And they plugged it in for me, and it's one of those amps that to get the sound out of it, you need to turn it up. Oh, and yeah. they um they let me. Did it go up to eleven? No, they go up to ten. I think it went. Well, they put it up to eight, and I was nearly deafened by it. Yeah, very loud. Amps. Before that joke existed, amps yeah. sometimes now go up to eleven, but yeah. it's way before then. They turned it up, and I. The Les Paul through that Marshall amp, it sounded fucking incredible. And Pip pointed out to me, he says, like, this room has had all these vibrations put into it by so many artists over the years, and I've contributed to that now. Like, this history. And what it I'd made like me... to play a strat through that amp, though. Oh, it would sound strat. good. Um, the... Oh, God, we could talk about this all day. I know. And the last, <laughs> thing, the last thing I'll kind of point out to it is, what this made me realise is, like, I've been shopping for guitars for years, but I go to, like, Guitar Guitar and PMT, uh, which yeah. are in Newcastle. Standard. Now. Yeah. No, don't go to them. It's shite. It's a shite experience with them because they sell crap, cheap guitars. They sell some expensive, but if you want to play like an elite guitar, if you want to play a Les Paul custom, there they make you pay mm. like a hundred pound deposit just so to play it. it. Just to play it. Um, oh, I hate that because they think they're so like up their own asses, aren't they? It's so gatekeepery. Whereas, so where I was going in, and I was primarily dealing with this lad Nick, and we're going in, and he's saying like, "I'm playing the Les Paul," and he's like, "Oh, this is great. Try this Gordon Smith, which was like two and a half grand." Is it's like, try this one to see how you feel with it. I'm like, "Ah, it's not as good." Okay, try this one, and and he, he keeps just putting really fucking expensive guitars in my hand. Yeah. Doesn't it, it doesn't ask me to take my watch or my bracelets off or my hoodie off or anything <laughs> like that. It doesn't care. It's just like, no, no, these guitars need to be played. And I'm like, I remember, this is, I remember this is how you ex- buy guitars. The experience of going to like a, a big 
branded one, like Music Box. They don't exist anymore, Music Box, but they used to be everywhere. The one, one what was one in Newcastle and Leeds and stuff. We used yeah, to I go in with his mates. And my mate used to like say, I'll play it. And he was into, it's like playing The Cure, a song from The Cure that no one in his, can't play that in here. Okay, I'll play something else. Can't play that in here. And they weren't playing the, the. He weren't playing fucking Oasis or Led yeah. Zeppelin. He were playing stuff that, and they were just like, "You can't play that in here. You got to play your own composition." Like, who the fuck are you? We're in a cover band. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're eighteen years old. We will play the Smiths if we want to play the Smiths or the Cure. If, fuck off. I hate that shit. Again, if you're if you're a guitarist and or you're just interested in rock music in general, go down to go down to Regent Sounds on Denmark Street. And just talk to the guys. They'll give you a history lesson of the place. They'll I've show literally you walked past it and it's, just thought, ooh. It's, it's lovely. It's got that smell of old wood. That smell that you want. Yeah. Um, varnish. Guitar varnish. Yeah. So, yeah, I've had a very fucking good week. So, one quick question. When they yeah, were, you have. When they kept handing you guitars and stuff, was it kind of like when Harry Potter's choosing his wand and they give him one wand and things are exploding in the background? It's like, no, no, not that one. Give it back. Try this one. Oh, I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding you at all, Candy. Like, Gadget will back me up on this. When you're when you're a musician, you can't play any of that particular uh, instrument. You've got to play a specific one because right. no, they don't yeah. all work with you, especially yeah. guitars. The guitars are the worst for that. Because I play Schecter. Gadget don't play Schecter. No, it's, it's, it's just it's, not. It's not his thing. It's because they're made of wood. Like I've like the guitars behind me, like my Telecaster. Mm. I've played loads of Telecasters. It's only that one that's sung to me. You know, it's so it's, yeah, exactly. So I, I, it's I guess, a bit like wand. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it is like that. That comparison, Candy. It's like you know, you put one in my hand. Yeah, it sounds nice, but no, nah, I don't like the feel of it. No, nah, this one feels nice, but I don't like the sound of it. And but like the Les Paul, when he put that in my hand, it just it felt right. The shopkeeper yeah. was like curious. Yeah, if you want, if you want to ask that question, speak to drummers because they're even worse. No, I don't. They won't play with certain anymore. sticks, mate. I mean, and like I, I only get certain pianos. I can't, I can't play any yeah. piano. It's a, it's a work. it's a weirdly personal hobby, isn't it? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's pathetic. We need to grow up. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let's move on to the main topic. Pace. We're all right now. We're doing all right. Let's get on with the Razzies. The Razzies. Razzie time. Razzie Mageddon. So what we're doing this week, it is a patron pick. What choices did they have, Stig? So this week, the patrons could have chosen Lifetime Achievement Award, which we were going to uh, kind of give our own lifetime achievement award to someone that we thought deserved it and talked up their career or they could have chosen their favorite multi-award winning artist so we could have brought up an artist that's won loads of awards and why we agree with that our favorite awards moment you know funny heartfelt shocking cringe stuff uh, but they picked the razzies and i think everyone knows what the razzies are it's basically the opposite of the shit oscars awards. and it's awarding <laughs> yeah awarding for the shittest of the shit so that's what we're going to do. So after the biggies, where we celebrated everything, we're, going, we're now going to shit on stuff. <laughs> Hooray! I think people want us to be a bit cathartic about this, so we are going to be cathartic oh, about yeah. it. We're going to just bash on stuff. Um, I think to get the ball rolling, um, I think Biggie should start with his first award that he's going to give out tonight. Well, there should only have been one. I am obviously talking about Highlander 2, the quickening. Oh, boy. <laughs> This was set in the year 2024. If you really want to know, the plot concerns Connor McLeod, the survivor of the original movie, who regains his youth and immortal abilities and now must free Earth from the shield, an artificial ozone layer that has fallen under the control of a corrupt corporation. I forget about it. What? 
good. I love Is this it's about? So fucking... It doesn't end there, I, I, does I, it? I love the first. I love the first one. It's so the stupid. Fact, the fact that he was the one. Soundtrack. The fact that he was the one at the end of the first the one. The only yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I mean, this film just basically contradicted the entire established canon Highlander. And he's now depicting them as immortals as aliens featuring the inexplicable resurrection of the Juan Sanchez Villabos Ramirez and altering the whole concept of the quickening. So all I've done is just picked out some reviews about um, the movie because Perfect. I can't. Perfect. I just don't want to talk about the film. It it's basically so received bad. universal, universally negative reviews from critics and fans of the series, with many consider it to be one of the worst films ever made. It was panned for retcons, large plot holes, poorly developed characters, confusing story structure, and abundance of subplots and a bad editing. That sounds far too positive Robert, for, for that film. <laughs> well, so Robert Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film a score of 0.5 Roger. stars. What did I say? Robert. Oh, you're right, yeah. Robert. Sorry, Roger Ebert. I yeah, know right. I'm right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and he said, Highlander 2, The Quickening, is the most hilariously incre- incomprehensible movie I've seen in many a long day. A movie almost awesome in its badness. Wherever science fiction fans gather in decades and generations to come, this <laughs> film will be remembered in hushed tones as one of the immortal low points of the genre. If there is a planet somewhere whose civilization is based on the worst movies of all time, <laughs> Highlander 2, The Quickening... <laughs> Deserves a sacred place among the most treasured artefacts. Do you know what's funny about that reveal, right? People are likening, do you know, the current iteration of Doctor Who to the quickening? What? Because they've, they've re-established, that, do you know all the rules that Doctor Who put in place? Yeah. They've just retconned them just to keep it going. And well, stuff. Yeah. That's what they did with the quickening. Yeah, true, because Matt Smith was supposed to be the last reincarnation. Then. The last one. And then they did it twice then, more. <laughs> I've got more lives! <laughs> But oh also God, mocked so the funny. quickening, saying it looked like a person standing in a puddle had touched another person had stuck his finger into a light socket. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad film. I genuinely think the first one's are like a little un- understated masterpiece, just because it's everything about it. it, like the soundtrack, the, just yep. everything about the fact that they've got a Scottish man to play a Spaniard. And then a French yep. man to play a Scottish man, <laughs> French man who couldn't speak English at the time. <laughs> yeah, to play yeah, a Scottish. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's just like a comedy of errors in in the most perfect way. And the sequel is just dross. First, it's got no heart. The, I thought there was a recut of the sequel. I'm trying to look for it, but I'm sure there is. There's there a, is. I'm sure there is. It takes all the alien shit out of it. It makes yeah, it more. Yeah. Com- it makes it seem more digestible. Yeah, it's not. It's great still, but it makes it flow better. Because yeah, there weren't aliens, there were immortal beings yeah, from they, the past. They take they? that, they take the alien stuff out of it, and it just makes it <laughs> better. Another oh, guy, Alex Carter of Den of Geek, wrote, I started writing this to try and shed a different light on this unappreciated classic, but I can't. I really can't. Highlander <laughs> 2 is awful. It's not even so bad it's good territory. It skips right past that into the so awful we can't look away for fear you'll both be killed territory. And amazingly, it manages to not Daniel, only be love it. contender for worst film in the world, but also runs the entire franchise into the ground and retcons the first film into oblivion in the space of 15 minutes. For decades, this was the punchline for every bad movie joke, a bad sequel to end all bad sequels. This is a film that wishes it could be as good as Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Thing is, right, the the, uh, the TV show they did of it 
way better, way better than the sequel. But why? Oh, yeah. There's a third movie as there's well, which five. I saw. And when I came, there's five. When I came out five of, of them. When I came, yeah, when I came out of the third movie, I was so angry it's in that movie that I reversed out of the car park with my friends and crashed. Crashed into a car behind Three's me, which I had to two. sort out through insurance. Three's way better than two. Four's better than three, and five's better than no, four. No, no four no, is no, terrible. No. Three is better than two. Four is terrible, which is really annoying because it brought together both yeah. Connor and Duncan. Yeah. I like I used four. to love the TV, TV show, so Just TV stick show's with really one good. movie. I've, never, I've not seen The Source. Anything else. I've not seen... Um, I've, I, it's all right. Highland of the Source, right. yeah. It's all right. It's not brilliant. I bet it's but not. It's, yeah, it's all right. The the first yeah. film though, again, it's an understated masterpiece, and people forget about it. Get get that watched. New podcast series. Get Highlander watched. We're gonna watch all no. the Highlander films. No. Highlanders in review. I haven't oh, seen them. Mate. I'll do it. I've, I've, I've seen. The yeah, first. there we go. <gasps> Candy, I'll do it. <laughs> I've seen one and two, um, and I have no desire to watch the other three. Oh, there we go. Candy, good. Candy's not seen it. Let's get on it. No. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That can be excellent. Can, can, we'll move on. Candy series. Go on. That's the series yeah. after, after Potter. Yeah, <laughs> we've got it. We've got it nailed down. Who wants she to has to do the whole review candy? in Scottish. Oh hi! <laughs> oh, Scottish, she said. Scottish. We revert, revert back to our Scott sheep night where we all just went Scottish. Oh, there's been a murder. So mad at you all. <laughs> <laughs> been a that was so um, Candy, our Scottish bombshell. What's your first award? So the way I've done mine, I've chosen films that have come out in the last year and a half, well, since the beginning of 2022, and I've got nominations. Since the time, since the beginning of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got nominations and I've got the winner. So my first okay. award is the Shit, bed, Shit the Bed Awards. So a film that started off pretty good and then <laughs> shits the bed. She's going to annoy us with these, isn't she, after that? Banshee's yeah, I think, in. No, I don't think I am. Actually, I haven't chosen like, the winner. The so Shawshank I- Redemption. <laughs> I haven't chosen the winner, so I'm going to be choosing the winner live. Wrapping. So the nominations for the Shit the Bed Award are Spiderhead, Don't Worry Darling, Men, and Troll. And I've only seen one of those. I think what I'm going to I've, I've seen them all. I've seen them all. I think I'm going to choose Men. Purely from... I agree. Yeah, purely from how much I was enjoying it to how much I didn't enjoy what the happened? ending. My God. Yeah, I <laughs> agree. Hell. I agree. Yeah. That's, that, that is the Awful. worthy winner of that Razzie. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> I like Spiderhead all the way I, I through it. I didn't think, don't worry, darling's ending. I, I like the, I, the concept of it. I, yeah. I didn't think it was I that like it bad. Well. It was just... I, th- I think the trouble with that for me was that they opened up a few things right at the end of the film that needed to be expanded on. So I think it was... Um, yes. The owner of the company, she was like, "Right, I'll do, I'll do it myself, or something like yeah. that." Or time for me to take it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I also, I also think putting Harry Styles across from Florence Pugh was a big mistake. Well, he might win an award yeah, later. It should have been me. <laughs> should have been me across from Florence Pugh. Sell down, who was dumb? get the who's. <laughs> I should have been across her on a lap. Next, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> um, we'll move on to stick. Can't help it sometimes. Comes out the goblin comes out. Um, I'm trying to be good. No, I'm. I'm sorry. Can, no, because Candy's not finished. What she? Oh, have you not? Yeah. No, I mean I've got a bunch of awards. I've got like seven awards. So we can okay, that's fine. I've got loads as well. I'm going. I'm, I've got a worst performance of the decade award. Oh. Ooh. So this is my worst performance of the decade award. First up, we have Jared Leto as the Joker in the Suicide Squad. Oh. Mm. Ah. 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 
Next up, we have Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius in Morbius. <laughs> we also have Jared Leto as Paolo Gucci in The House of Gucci. Oh, yeah. to me, a Gucci. And f- coming up, the final, fourth up the f- is Jared Leto as Neander Wallace in Blade Runner 2049. Ooh. Oh, God, he's so Ooh. shit in that. God, he really drags that film down from a 10 out of 10. Uh, oh, he really he, he slows it down, doesn't he? He slows uh, the film down. But let's not forget there were glory days of Leto, though, or Leto, whatever his name is. He had some good roles. What's happened? He took the Joker yeah, on. Dallas Buyers Club. He basically did Dallas Buyers Club, then decided, I'm going to be really shit. Yeah. Time for me to start fucking things up. Got nominated for an Oscar and started hoffing Lord of War and stuff like that. Yeah, he did. This is literally what he did. I looked it up. Like the, the these are the four big ones he did after he's done a few of the little ones in between, but the four big ones he did between after Dallas Buyers Club. And so obviously, he does make Blade Runner not a ten out of ten, doesn't he? He does. I, I ignore I ignored that and, and still gave it a five out of five. Um, but yeah, um, Jared Leto, my worst performance out of them lot is the one that I haven't even seen, but I've seen enough clips of it and enough impersonations of it to know Gucci, that it's it? Paolo Gucci yeah. from House of Gucci. Yeah. I watched yeah. that film. Yeah, talking like so it is and then to. we do a, a bit, you know, bobbity boobity boobity bobbity. Jared Leto do the bobbity booby. There's a scene where Jesus he looks like he forgets Christ. his line and he, he just goes, ah, and he just does this with his fucking hands. It's so racist. I have not even seen that film because that performance and every single clip I've seen puts it's me enough off to put you to off, watch it. He, I watched Biggie the whole watched it as well, thing. didn't you? Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant film. <laughs> it's a great he film. Just, but he is no, so film's good. weird. I mean, he's yeah. not in it. sounds really weird. good. Like, no, but every time he's in it, it turns it into a farce. It's it, so it, weird. It, 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 Adam it, Driver's really good. It shouldn't be a case, though, for your prestige biopic drama to have a smaller character role distracting from the quality that everyone's talking yep. about. How fucking weird is Jared Leto rather than saying, how amazing is Lady Gaga in this, for instance? Yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like if you, that, I was actually going to do this myself else, with him. Everyone else in that film, I'd, I'd, I mean, they were like Amer- Italian-Americans. I'm pretty sure Leto's like Eastern European-American. And they gave him the biggest Italian role of a lifetime. <laughs> he literally said, uh, uh, he does, literally does that. <laughs> yeah, but he plays with the hand the gestures as well. Yeah. He did it with the hand gestures. Oh, it's so bad. Honestly. Everyone else is so good. That month that was out in the charts, <laughs> in the top 10, every single week, creasing myself at Mark Commode, <laughs> losing your shit. Yeah, that was and, great. And, and, and doing his Jared Leto impersonation for like that that little like week a month or so when it was in the chart. Oh, so bad. He, he was just ripping it so much. But it's a good film though. It shouldn't put you off. Well, that's, film. That's, that's, that's part of Camo's review because Camo's review is balancing how much he actually liked bits of that film versus how yeah. much he did not understand Jared Leto's inclusion <laughs> in it. I just don't get why you were there at all. They could have had anybody, well, anybody. Well, the thing is as well. The, the thing is well, the Gucci family have come out and said like. The character that Jared Leto was playing was not <laughs> this bibbidi, person. Bibbidi, nothing, <laughs> nothing like him. Like, he did exact opposite things of what the real yeah. person actually did. I mean, I was was, like, it, Jared, Jared, it was. Please, can you stop? I don't know what you're talking about. It's me, Jared. This is my normal accent. The guy he plays, it was supposed to be right quiet and stoic and stuff, and in this, he's like fucking. Don Corleone on speed. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, oh God, it's a good film though. Don't let it put you off. Just skip past it. He's not in it that much. Fuck. Fuck. Great, great, great. I'll, I'll do my first award. Um, award for most overrated game of all time. Oh. 
the winner say- is the winner is Skyrim. Oh, right, <gasps> listen, I in candy, preparation it's okay. for this, breathe through, it, breathe through, it, Candy. You can do it for preparation of this. For kill zone. I, I've been, I, 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 I omitted it from the Nexus. I've been playing Skyrim this week to try and get past all the just shite that I've, I've, I've felt for this this game. And it's just not good. You can't Gadget, be playing it now in hindsight. It's a 12... How old is it? Like 10, 11 years old? I'm playing yeah. the PS5 version of it. Oh, that doesn't... Yeah, but it's not... No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Fuck off. Not... Candy, I am a big fan of Oblivion. I'm a big fan of Morrowind. I'm a big fan of Fallout 4. I'm a big fan of Fallout New Better Vegas. Fallout. I don't hate Bethesda as much as you think I do. This game is not good. It's shite. It's not shite. It's... It might be it's shite playing it now, Ross. going back. Did you play Oblivion it? still plays good. I played Oblivion a few years ago. It's no, fine. It's doesn't. good. I'm not... I'm not no, this is just this is Oblivion, but upgraded. Like, I don't understand how you it's, can say... It's, it's, it's not really, because Skyrim takes a lot out of Oblivion. Like, mm. Oblivion had, it quite, does. had quite intricate dungeons. It didn't have as many dungeons as Skyrim, but the dungeons no. that you had were kind of curated and intricate, whereas a lot of the ones in Skyrim always feel very... Um, copy and paste but also the fact that then you know we established the term in gaming of the skyrim door where you go through it and there's a convenient exit at the end of it and yes. like shit like it but also just like i, I never liked the way that the stats worked i never liked the way that i didn't mind some of the combat work because again i'd gone through morrowind and oblivion like i knew what fucking yeah. floaty melee combat in first person was like it was fine um i think for me what's, prob- what what suffered what? with skyrim was that i didn't like the way the quests were dealt with like I because because my first Elder Scrolls game was Morrowind, and I and I lo- I always loved that you go into a place and you talk to someone who says oh yeah head west and you'll find where you need to go and that's the only instruction you get you don't yes. get a, a you are literally an map. explorer aren't you yeah you have to work it out and like work there out isn't how to a find compass this. yeah which is not good I've for done... conven- convenient game design in the modern age but like I think no. Sky- Skyrim makes it too easy to play the game well, I, like, you, you I have not I have it. not died that's not as Going back to that, that's not a Skyrim thing. That's a modern gaming thing. Modern games just hold your hand. That is not Skyrim yeah, but the that thing started is, right, that. The thing is that angered me, right? I went in, I did my research, I went for a good build, and I was going to go for like a, 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 um, a sword mage type build. And it turns out, now nah, the only way to do it is to be an archer. It's the only way to play this game. No, I'm a, be an archer. No, I, have not, a, I was don't, never an archer. I have half magic, half sword normally. Yeah, I was always there. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like good. I am in when I, when we play D and D, going and most fucking knock the shit game out of stuff of all time. No, no, I no can't, I can't candy. I've just added a new one. Most overrated games, Souls games. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them are overrated. Some of them are, but yeah, just some of them are very overrated. overrated. I'm not allowing Skyrim you to have that. It's overrated. No, I'm not allowing you to I'm, have that. It's award. done. No, Biggie, what do you think about Skyrim? No, played it, mate. There you go. He's not bothered, and he is the best gamer I know. Thank you. So, so hasn't finished Dark Souls though. Ninety-four <laughs> percent Metacritic. Ninety-six percent on Xbox. Not overrated. 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 I I I, 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 I will say to, to to calm passions. I get why people like it. I'm just saying I don't like it. I t- I've tried so many. I've tried about four fucking times to really get into it. Do you know how far I got? Uh, I got to the uh, the bit where you go up the mountain and you go. And you get all them shouty bits and stuff. And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. 
So, you, so you barely scraped the surface of the game. Yeah, and yeah, it's, exactly. and yeah it's the this most is, Again, again, game. again, it's the oh, oh, Half-Life 2 is not very good. How much have you played? An hour. I was going to say, I was gonna say actually, I, I will take their side of this. At least I fucking finished the game. <laughs> <laughs> Worst that's combat crap. in gaming, Witcher 3. That's another one that's going to be really good. The that's, combat a fucking agree, that's a hard agree on that one. It's fucking yeah, terrible. It's not, it's, not, it's, not very, it's not very good combat. He's trying to get me and it's not working because I agree with him. It's terrible combat in Witcher 3. Terrible. Terrible. You got anything else to try and get me at, Stig, there? Yeah, all the games you like are shit. There you go. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated. Um, Stig, uh, no. Who haven't we had? Hey. Gadget. Uh, so my first award goes for worst actor in a franchise. Um, and there were lots of options for this one, but I, 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 the thing is, the first option that I wrote down was the right one because I'm going for Tyrese Gibson as Roman in Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> he is the worst thing in this. Now, he, is not, he is not the worst actor in the series, because that goes to Lucas Black for fucking Forrest in, uh, in Tokyo Drift. Yeah. He's not called Forrest. No. He's not called Forrest. I can't remember his name, but uh, we call him Forrest. Forrest. How- call him Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. How- however, Tyrese has been in more of the films. And as, yeah. an, as an actor, I feel he is completely incapable I'm not entirely sure he 100% of the time knows where he is or what he's supposed to do. <laughs> I don't believe that he sees a distinction between himself and Roman. No, there isn't. He's playing himself. Yeah. Um, and I, I worry about the man's health and sanity. Um, <laughs> no, but do you, can't, can't you think, think back to Fast and Furious 2, how serious no, he was in that in comparison to what he is now? I, w- I will say, however, the, uh, of, of, the, of, the, of the later Fast and Furious films I've seen, my favourite parts of them have been the points where Roman is getting mugged off in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, like, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Mate, like for, wait for till you get to number nine. The stuff that yeah, did Roman ready. in number nine. Get ready, mate. <laughs> get fucking ready. For, for instance, Fast and Furious 7, when uh, it, it turns out that Roman is afraid of heights. And what yeah. is their plan? Yeah. Parachute cars at the heights. back of a plane. Yeah. I enjoyed that sequence, not because of the action, but because Roman was suffering. It gets higher. <laughs> it does get a lot higher. I also enjoyed in the planning phase where he insisted he would be the one to make the planning decisions. Then they say, go on for it. And he gets absolutely mugged off because he has no answers. He is the worst character. And Tyrese Gibson is the worst actor. And the funniest part was oh, the, there has been, because you know, when we're doing Too Fat Too Curious, which Biggie, Wasn't we need to record Wasn't he in Transformers as well? He was in Transformers. Well... <laughs> He has, he has tried several times throughout the, the, the run of Fast and Furious to get a bigger role for himself in the films or to get a more prominent role for him or higher up on yeah. the billing. And you know what? The only way that he managed to get his name higher on the billing for a Fast and Furious film was because Paul Walker died. <laughs> Numerically, yeah, he, to, he, he went up the list then. Because he's got, who's he's, <laughs> he's got up the list now. Because he, he's got up the list now. Maybe, though, maybe because, Tyrese cut his brakes. Because after the beef know. between The Rock and Vin Diesel... Tyrese yeah, had a go on the rock as well. And everyone was like, mate, <laughs> mate. Stop, stop sucking going, Vin Diesel's dick. You are coming for the rock. <laughs> like you like Vin Diesel might have a you know a bit of leverage here because of the franchises that he's put out. You do not, but like, you can't come for the rock. Sorry, just no. The the American institution that is the rock. Yeah. You can't you can't fight the rock. The rock so, is immortal. But uh, I mean, I mean, the th- the thing is as well. Tyrese Gibson will take any job that's offered to him. So, like, he was in Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen and Dark of the Moon. Uh, he he was in a film called Black Nativity. 
um, which I think was a Hallmark film. Um, but he was also Simon Stroud in the in Morbius. He was, yeah, yes, he was. He was in Morbius. Yeah, there he was. And he's got he's Fucking he's got a film coming out it. coming out soon, an upcoming horror thriller film called The Skeleton. <laughs> Where he plays Detective Ciphers. That's currently That's got filming. Fucking candy machine, really? <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Was he a rapper or a singer before? Singer, Movies. singer, singer. Yeah, yeah, R and B singer. Yeah, not so very he, good at that either. No, uh, also one of those one of those R and B singers where his first album was t- was titled with his own name. Nineteen ninety eight. Tyrese. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Auto tune before Auto tune was a word. Yeah, I'm just saying that. So, but yeah, as an actor, he's been through his fair share of ladies, though. He's a ladies' man. As an actor, he is genuinely terrible. He is a worthy winner. Worthy. Who have I not got? I do, have like, I got I do like that round? Eject our CEO because line though. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's. A, I mean, that's a crime of the writing as well. However, I, I have seen enough times now. It's it's kind of made its way to TikTok as a thing when someone throws something just at the shout eject our CEO because. Yeah, Which thing. I think has ingratiated I'm, itself to me slightly. In the moment, I fucking... There's even a nod to it in Fast 8 as well. There is, yeah. Oh, mate. Have I got everyone Can't on this round? Watch Fast 9. Yeah. We need to record Fast... Of, uh, I know, but I, I know, Guys, I, I can't wait less fast watch. chat, more razzes. Come on, time <laughs> is of the essence. Have I got everyone on this round? Yes, 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 yes. I think yes. I have. Back to Candy. I'm going to do two. First one's boring, second one's quick. So, the oh. second, my this one... Tell your sex is tip. Worth- <laughs> I told this guy's about to crack it. I was it. Also, the name of my autobiography. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, listen, lovers. Right, so the first one, worst sequel. Thor, Love and Thunder, Lightyear, Death on the Nile, Halloween Ends, Scream, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. And I'm going to go with... Thor, because you're not in India. Yeah, no, it was it's almost Fantastic Beast, but it's Thor. It's such a fall from grace. What Thor happened? is shite. Shite. At least Fantastic Beast was shit in the first place. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to. Spoiler alert! I don't know if those films are good or not. Come on, you don't need we're, to watch we're watching those. Them. We're doing Harry Potter. We're doing them. Not the Harry Potter. We're not doing Fantastic Beast. Is that not a part of the Harry Potter world? Not in my yeah, but they've cancelled. It's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the wider universe, but it's, it's not really. It's the Harry Potter story. But they've cancelled it, so we're not even going to get the end of the Is story. Is it like the Snyderverse of Potter? Yeah. Oh, we'll not bother with that then. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Brilliant. And your next award? Second award is the Character Assassination Award, and the nominees <laughs> are Marilyn Monroe and Blonde. <laughs> God, yeah. And the winner yeah. is Marilyn Monroe. And <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Fair. The fellatio scene will go down in infamy. Let's say go down. As... Oh, sure I did. I meant, I meant it. it. <laughs> Stig, it's the most offensive piece of cinema I've probably watched in the last 10 years. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's fucking horrendous. I'm so looking forward Ugh. to it. Yeah, oh, Marilyn Monroe film, Anna de Armas. Yeah. And then it came out not that. and I heard everything. I was like, it just turns out the director hates women. Like, nope, yeah. not for me. And likes hurting women. Anyway, let's move on to. I'll do my next one. Uh, the overrated band of all time, and probably the most annoying band ever, and a band that actually makes me feel a bit sick. Award goes to. Magic the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I agree with that. Oh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I can't stand them. Because I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers are one of the most overrated bands of all time. They make me a bit sick. 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh my we're going word. to California. Then we're going to go to California. On the way to California. We're going Somebody's to California. Somebody's been watching TikTok. Yeah. He does my fucking head in. I wholeheartedly agree with that one. I do. The whole fucking back catalogue of everything. Really? Do you know, I, I like Under... Is it Under the Bridge? Under is that the, the bridge, one? Yeah. That's probably the only song I like of theirs. Um, Californication. Californication is an um, awesome album. So I think the fucking so I think they're more overrated than like Nickelback and all them. I just think they're one of them bands that everyone like. I fucking love Chili Peppers. Do you though? Do you really? No, I, I just do. really like Californication and the follow up was really yep. good. There's some there's some great by the way. stuff on. Yeah, by the way, it was good. Uh, yep. Sugar Sex Magic has some great songs on it. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure. Everything I'm up, sure. everything up to by the way, I'm pretty much enjoying. And afterwards, are you on, are you got, on my side here, Candy? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Girl, in the bed. Let's also not forget that Anthony Kiedis has rumours of nonsery around him as That's well. That's what I'm... Uh, yeah, he's definitely... A California! Yeah. Nonsy. I'm a nonsy! California! Really? Yeah, appa- apparently at one point he had like a 14-year-old girlfriend or something like that. Brilliant. Even better. That makes my award even better. Let that sink in, Chili Pepper fans. Let that sink in. <laughs> uh, I'll, do, I, I'll do my next one really quickly. It's not a quick category, though. So the Your Fucking Crap Acting Award goes to... Polly Shaw. Um, the reason I'm bringing Polly <laughs> Shaw. Polly Shaw. No, the reason I'm bringing. Listen, the reason I'm bringing because you know because this Renaissance, this Brendan Fraser Renaissance is coming. Have you watched Encino Man sta- recently? Ev- no, everyone started to say Polly Shaw should come back because of Encino Man, California Man. Polly Shaw should come back. He's done some great ones. I mean, fucking Biodome. <laughs> no one said they that. are all saying it. No one's they saying are all that. Saying it. Is it? Isn't it? You're on the wrong well. side of the internet. <laughs> it's a thing, and people are saying bring him back. I think Paulie Shaw I mean, is one of the worst things of my childhood. If you, if 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 you Google Paulie Shaw, the people also ask question is what made him famous. So I don't think anyone's calling <laughs> exactly. him to come back. I think he's fucking shite. Oh, he's absolutely awful. shite. Oh, I thought it was the guy from Jersey Shore. <laughs> Do you think I've ever watched Jersey Shore? There's somebody called Paulie in it. I think. Is there? It's not him. It's not Paulie Shaw. Was he he in Biodome with one of the um, thingy brothers? Well, see, this is why I had to look him up, because I thought, surely not. No, not the same person. fucking shy. But maybe we should bring back Jersey Shaw, Paulie. I'll send you some links. I'll send you some links about people saying, Paulie Shaw, it's his time to shine next week. Fucking hell, literally, first Google search. Can we take a moment to appreciate the fact that two of the stars of Encino Man won Oscars last night? I think it's time for Hollywood to give Paulie Shaw his Thank you. Fuck, deserve comeback. Fuck off. This is still from the Polish Shaw vehicle and Cena, man. Oh, no, 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 no. Nope. No. Told you. And it's because of a joke that Jimmy Kimmel told at the Oscars, that's why. Everyone's talking about it. People are saying, like, get him in a really a really um, dra- dramatised film and he's going to be brilliant in it. He, he can act. Polish Shaw can act. He can't. He's terrible. What he did he's say, Polish Shaw did tweet out saying um, that... Jimmy Kimmel poked a joke at me in his monologue, and I lo- and I loved it. So he did take it in good faith. I don't care. He's still fucking. He's still crap. terrible. Yeah, don't bring him back. <laughs> don't bring him back. Polish, fuck he, that the, shit. The, the, the last major thing he starred in was Pinocchio: A True Story, which is the really cheap version of Pinocchio that came out in 2022. Yeah, true story. Three, in Russia. three versions of three versions of Pinocchio came out in the last year. Yeah. There's only one good public, one. Public domain, baby. <laughs> only, one of, domain. only one of the only one of them is worth watching. Yeah, he, he played Pinocchio. Paulie Shaw played Pinocchio. Everybody, <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> 
Paulie it Shaw played, played like what, like four year old Pinocchio. What he's got like yeah. the brain, brain cells of a four year old. <laughs> I've got these strings that hold me down. Fuck off, Paulie Shaw. Hope you die. <laughs> Fuck off. Right, right. Stig, give us two of yours. Right, the most brain dead decision of the last year award. We have. Oh, okay. First, this it, podcast. No, the Academy snubbing <laughs> the Batman for the cinematography. Yeah. Releasing Sons of the Forest in early access. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really got in your eye of that, hasn't it? That's really fucked you off. <laughs> Netflix cancelling 1899. Yep. Warner Brothers canning Batgirl. Yep. Or putting important episodes of The Mandalorian into the middle of Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> All of them. (laughs) Because people are watching The Mandalorian now thinking, hang on, he left. They they split up at the end. Why's he got the Darksaber? They they left, yeah, no, they left at the end of season one and two. They split up. Like, why are they back together? What's going on here? Because they got back together in that, didn't they? Because the two really important episodes are in the Book of Boba Fett. But because everyone said the Book of Boba Fett was shit, because it is shit. No, people didn't watch that, and now they're confused as fuck what's happening in Mandalorian. Anyway, that isn't my winner, though. That's a really shit decision. My winner is Warner Brothers Cannon Batgirl. Yeah, that because was a Because now decision. that it has an Oscar winner as the bad guy, who an Oscar winner who was going to play the bad guy in it. it Who's that? Even, Brendan Fraser was put the bad guy in Batgirl. Who's playing, Who Fire, was he playing? playing Firefly? Firefly. Fuck off, no way. Yeah, it looks even more of a brain-dead decision. Oh, wow, that would have been good. Who's playing Batgirl? <laughs> Oh, sorry, I can't remember. Um, I apologise. Get your keyboards out. Get your keychrons out. Batgirl! It was... Uh, uh, Leslie... Leslie Grace. Yeah, Leslie Grace. We had Michael Keatman back as, as Batman. Uh, J.K. Simmons was as Jim Gordon. Yeah, and... I'm just, I'm just Googling Leslie Grace. One second. It's just... Looking more and more like an idiotic decision. When oh, she's gorgeous. When I mean, it, it, it always was an idiotic decision. So right, it's even as, stupider as a tax de- tax deduction. Uh, not give us that film when the other was sh- it finished then? Yeah, ready to go. No, it needed a few special effects, but pretty much everything else was done. Yeah, can't they like fan fan pay for it? Can't, can't no, people no, like it's, crowdfund it's, it? They can't no, release it because they've wrote it off as a tax write off. So they officially can't. They can't even just say in if. Just say, oh, here it is. If you worked for that studio, you'd, you'd leak it, wouldn't you? So it could go on pirate. I think maybe one day we might finally... It's locked away somewhere, but, like, yeah, it's just it just looking more and more I know now. this happens to quite a few, like, films. Not usually Batgirl's something that's big. high profile, though. I just, yeah, we said Batgirl's massive. It, it's just another brain-dead decision by Warner Brothers and with what they've been doing in the like Warner Brothers Discovery in this last year about what they've been doing with cancelling things and changing things and moving things. They don't know what they're doing, do they? They, they, they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They're also considering changing the name of HBO Max to something else. To what? Because they think HBO puts people off subscribing. What, one of the best prestige fucking because drama apparently fucking channels the rumors of all are, time? The rumours are that they think that that's why, because people, want the, people who want the um, casual kind of stuff that Warner Brothers are putting out, are put off by it, the fact that it's HBO and they think it's going to be too involved. Good. Yeah. <laughs> too good. It, it, they just, I don't understand what's going on with them and Cannon wow. Batgirl is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, fuck them. Fuck them in the bin. They could yeah, say we've got, Os- we've got the, the hot topic guy at the moment, Brendan Fraser, he's an Oscar winner now, best actor, and he's in our film. Yeah. Go see it. Yeah. It's huge, Now they can't do it's that huge because pole. they fucking just 
binned it off. She looks gorgeous as Batgirl as well. Yep. Yeah, did and, a good work on the costume. Right. Yeah. Uh, one uh, one new award that I've just come up with tonight: uh, worst special effects, ice spiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can think of I've worse. Heard, I've, heard, I've heard terrible things of ice spiders. Excellent, excellent. I've seen it. It looks awful. It's getting a razzie. <laughs> you should hear the sound effects. Perfect, perfection. <laughs> Biggie, throw us two two our way, mate. Throw us two awards our way. Very quick one. Shite sequels that should never have happened. Uh, Ghostbusters 2016. It was a great idea, but so poorly executed. Is no chemistry, no comedy. Nah, it was just a reboot. Boring. Yeah. It's re- it is it's, not good. I agree, though. It's awful. I don't even remember what it's happened. It's nothing to do with the cast, I will admit that. It's nothing to do with they're all females. Yep. Oh, I like it. I enjoy some of the cast. The film is just shit. <laughs> it's just awful. shit. It's got no soul to it whatsoever. Superman 4, just dire, dire. <laughs> completely lost its fucking way, that dude. Superman 4 makes me giggle, mate. That makes me giggle it's so, so much. Bad. It's I so just, bad. I, I can't it's even funny. talk about it. Just, I'm, I beg you, if it's you really so want to know how bad it is, watch it. So Nuclear Man. Cool. Nuclear oh. Man, yeah. Did they even got... Speed um, 2. Oh, sorry, go on. They got Hackman back for Lex Luthor in that as well, didn't yeah. they? They did, yeah. yeah. yeah they did. Wow. So funny. Speed 2. Listen back to the previous pod episode where I covered that. Cruise control. It's great. Yes, it lacked any form of representation of speed at all times. You mean a bowl that goes five knots? Tops. (laughs) And the Fast and Furious franchise, but I can't talk about that due to contractual obligation to discuss it. Not wrong with that. Sequels and that, mate. Not wrong with them. Great great franchise. They get better. In fact, it gets better midway through. No, it, it doesn't. Does. It goes. Uh, the winner is all of them because fuck those movies. <laughs> no, come on. They're, I'm sorry, but Speed Two, Super. I know you're sorry. And, and the other one, what? they're not in the same league. Like, as they're way worse Fast than the Fast and Furious films. And you I, know, I, I can see that as well, Biggie. That's that, that's not right. the Fast and Furious films are better than Speed it's Two. My they're award. even edited better, and the, the the sound better, the look better, they're acted better. None of them have any redeeming features at all. Slightly. Sorry. Not going to happen. Superman it. 4 is an atrocity. Superman 4 is not better than any of the Fast and Furious films. I think Highlander 2 is better than Superman 4. <laughs> Superman 4 is it's so bad. so fucking shit. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. What's your other one? Uh, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the award and category as well? Yep. It deserves a, a Razzie What's Beauty. What's wrong with Scientology propaganda in film form, mate? What is wrong it, with that? Well, I think what could go wrong? It. It's an American science fiction film based on the novel by it's not uh, fiction, Ron it's Hubbard. Well, yes, allegedly. <laughs> it was directed by Roger Christian and stars John Travolta, Barry happened? Pepper and Forrest Whitaker. The film follows rebellion against the alien cyclos who have ruled Earth for a thousand years. It uh, released to critical and commercial failure. Battlefield Earth is frequently described, again, as one of the worst films of all time. Reviewers critically, uh, sorry, criticised nearly every aspect of the film, including the acting, characters, direction, cinematography, pacing, editing, screenplay, <laughs> special effects, musical score, plot holes and lack of action, originality and character development. Audiences were reported to have ridiculed early screenings and stayed away from the film after its opening weekend. It's already received eight Golden Raspberry Awards, which until 2012 was the most Razzie Awards given to a single film. 
There's that famous uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker interview where someone's asked him about Battlefield Earth. He went, I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> he just completely said, it's not a thing. But I, I think I, he was a Scientologist for a bit as well. So Travolta had converted to Scientology in 1975 and subsequently became one of the Church of Scientology's most prominent supporters. Hubbard sent him an autographed copy of the book. Um, and he reportedly <laughs> hoped that Travolta it. would turn it into a film in the vein of Star Wars, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Travolta described the book in interviews as like Pulp Fiction for the year 3000 and like Star Wars, <laughs> only better. <laughs> I, I, I would love for us to one day if someone get some cameras inside that fucking place. Yeah. I, I, We're I, not rich enough. No, but I just... One, one day something man. has to come out about what goes on there. It's so there's, bizarre. There's a load of like celebrities that have, have, have escaped the church. It's so bizarre. After like, mm. persecution and, and like like getting like being refused jobs because they left the church and stuff like that. There's some right horror stories about that. Who was the actress who was married Le- to... Leah um, Remini. No, yeah. um, oh, no, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, yeah, she got away from Tom Cruise, didn't she? Yeah, and she got loads of abuse for they tried to steal a fucking kid off her. Mm. Yeah. Travolta in a, a later interview said, um, look, I don't want everybody to try Scientology. I don't really care if somebody thinks that. I'm not worried about it. You can't be. The truth of why I'm doing it is because it's a great piece of science fiction. I'm going to no. be the wickedest nine-foot alien you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I've got dreadlocks. <laughs> I and a massive ad- forehead. <laughs> I fucking yeah. adore in that film that, one, every camera angle is a Dutch angle. The camera is never is. level in that film. <laughs> and two, there are just these scenes of John Travolta and his co-stars just laughing. Not about anything. They're just, yeah, just this really creepy <laughs> kind of laugh all the time. They were the baddies. They were the Thetans. Oh, man. Yeah. It's fucking the Evil Thetans. And we're all, and we've all got Thetans inside us, guys, and we need to get rid of them by paying money. I thought the Thetans were the goodies. Part of I don't know. I can't remember. Part of me. I can't remember. <laughs> Part of me wants to read the book just to see what an incomprehensible mess that is as well. Because what if you start turning around and being into it? Oh, I'm not going to be into it, man. <laughs> I'm worried for you. Elron <laughs> L- 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 Hubbard a f- was a fucking lunatic and I've, and a pretty shitty sci-fi author by all accounts. I kind of just apparently his grammar's it. terrible as well. Yeah, like he, he needed an editor, and no one dare edit him in case he got it cost them seventy-three million. There's a reason million. Garth Marenghi was based on him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It cost seventy-three million dollars to make with a twenty million um, dollar budget on top for, for marketing costs, and it ultimately I think earned about two million. It made twenty-one plus million in the United States and That's Canada, terrible. and about eight internationally. So about twenty-nine, just under thirty million. I've seen yeah. that film in its entirety. I did too. It is shite with a capital sh. Absolutely terrible, Gadget, Have you got a couple? Yeah, yeah, I've got, I, I've got a couple. So, uh, my uh, my Razzie winner for worst people in the world. Yeah. Um, the fuckers who review bombed The Last of Us for Bill and Frank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck that part fuck of the internet. Bigots. Absolute horrible things because that is one of the greatest episodes of TV that I've ever seen, with two standout performances from two brilliant actors. But- I've watched that episode four times now. But no, because boys kissing it, it gets review bombed by boys kissing is sexy, guys. Get over it. Yeah, it's sexy. Get into it. And and Streisand, (laughs) a beard beard love. Um, Mm. but yeah, just it's just one of those things. It's like it's really kind of 
ruined the discourse around The Last of Us, just the way these people reacted it to has. it. And it's pissed me off because it is genuinely one of the best TV shows. And don't forget, Ellie's not hot enough. Yeah, she's oh. not supposed to be hot. She's 14, you yeah. She's 14, you fucking pervs. Anyway, moving from, one of, moving from one of the best couples I've ever seen on screen to the worst on-screen couple. Okay. Um, there's going to be hot contention for this one because it's been some shite in the last year. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? No, we're going with Sam Worthington and Zoe oh. Zaldana in, in Avatar. <laughs> because You mean zero chemistry vacuum? Yeah. One. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think Sam Worthington I makes Zoe, Zoe, Zoe Saldana is a... I see you. Yeah, I think he makes her a worse actor. Because <laughs> he does. He she's does. a she's very brilliant. good actor. But, but she's brilliant. What, sitting in the cinema watching Avatar 2, The Way of Water, and watching the two of them, <laughs> there is nothing believable about them as a couple or as a performance. I don't think she likes him. <laughs> she's pretty she's pretty much against him most of the time and not in a yeah. not in a like oh i'm i'm battling you for the good of our family this is no she clearly fucking hates him she wants him dead i don't think she liked him at first one i think he kind of forced himself upon her in a weird way but there is nothing she didn't like him then there is nothing as a, a there is no chemistry between the two actors and granted yes they're all no. cgi so it's kind of a harder thing to do but the performances do not sell that they are a couple in love the humans were there on set they were actually playing oh, that yeah, part, yeah i know it's motion captured there's no fucking chemistry whatsoever. No, it's fucking terrible. Oh, I can't believe you don't like that film, bro. Because I can't believe you don't like it. <laughs> oh yeah, well, well there, there, there was also a subtle third award there for the worst dialogue in a film, and that goes to in the <laughs> last year, and that goes to Avatar, just for the fact that the kids say "bro" and "cuz" all the sense. fucking time. <laughs> Where have they picked this language up from? <laughs> On the streets, mate. Don't the streets of Pandora. <laughs> oh, just Don't me. forget to like and subscribe, bro. <laughs> yeah, they're watching fucking PewDiePie every weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, fucking it, oh, hated God. that film so much. So yeah, there's, there's three, three quickens for you. Any, any more from other people? Let's just quick round robbing it. Yeah, I got it. Stig, you got any more? I'll let Candy go. It's fine. Should I just, I'll finish my notch, shall I? I'll I'll be quick. All all seven of them. Yeah. Right. So we got wrong wrong actor for the role. Nominees are Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, the bloke from Run Direction and Don't Worry Worry Darling, Tom Hanks as the Colonel in Elvis, Jared Leto, Morbius, and Nicolas Cage, unbearable weight of massive talent. How can he be the wrong person for the role? It's about him. (laughs) (laughs) It's about him. What? It's a great film. It's a great film. (laughs) <laughs> and the winner is fuck off. Nicholas Cage is Nicholas Cage. He doesn't no, look catching no, Nicholas Cage at all. No, <laughs> fuck off. Just, your movie taste is terrible. <laughs> I didn't say the movie was bad. I just said Nicholas Cage was bad as playing Nicholas Cage. They should have got some brilliant in it. They should have got someone more genuine to Nicholas Cage. He just doesn't understand, man. It's Nick fucking Cage. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I've got <sighs> I need a preempt. To stop her wine. No, I you can't stop the yeah. wine. Right, we've got a preemptive award, a preemptive Razzie now for, the, the, and this is the let's face it, it's going to be shit award. <laughs> so we've got Starfield, Magic Mike's Last Dance, cocaine. It's already out, but I haven't seen it. Cocaine Bear, Scream Six, also already out, I haven't seen it. Shazam: Fear of the Gods, Evil Dead Rise, Fast Ten, The Little Mermaid, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, The Flash. Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. Just naming all the films coming out. <laughs> Evil, De- Evil Dead's been getting yeah, uh, eights and nines. 
Fast X. <laughs> it's been getting I haven't re- seen that. I haven't really seen good that. scars. I, well, I haven't chosen you my winner yet. It's a good yeah, film. But, yeah, Ken doesn't like good films. <laughs> You will probably like Shazam Fury of the Gods because it'll be a far out of ten. I mean, that's I'm bombed in its first weekend, that already. I'm yeah, it's absolutely been fucking... I don't think that's anything... Sorry, yeah. Kylie, I'm I don't think that's anything to do with the film's quality. I just think that's because the DCEU, everyone's like, what's the yeah, point in me going to see this through, film yeah. that has no... When you don't... Does it it's going to get retconned anyway. Yeah. Mm. Well, my winner's going to be Transformers Rise of the Beast. Yeah, yeah obviously. look really shite. Nailed them. Right. Nailed them. Next one. Nailed them. Only two left. Worst actor in a leading-ish role. Jared Leto, Morbius. I wish the Oscars did that. Leading ish. It's usually called, su- it's called supporting. supporting. No, it's like, it's like, it's too big for the supporting, but not big enough for the lead. So it's yeah. <laughs> Chris Pratt, Jurassic World Dominion. Zac Efron, Firestarter. Mm. Tom Hanks as the Colonel in Elvis. And Amber Heard in, in the Johnny Depp defamation trial. And the, film. the worst actor in a leading-ish role goes to Amber Heard in the Johnny Depp defamation yeah. trial. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's too long, that film. But her dog stood Couldn't on finish a bee. It. <laughs> I did like the shitting on the bed scene. Amber Turd. Stop being mean oh, to Tom Hanks. Bit. I know that accent is fucking stupid. <laughs> Are you ready to fly? <laughs> I don't know why... Kurt, the real mm. Colonel doesn't speak like that. He just speaks like an American. That's the whole thing. Well, like that's how people didn't understand that. When Baz Luhrmann's gonna Baz Luhrmann, well, he, he will got, Baz Luhrmann. He learned hard. He got caught out he in real life so because he was an illegal immigrant, but no one knew yeah. because he didn't speak like a Dutchman. Exactly. He spoke Whereas he Tom Hanks just American accent. I'm gonna go full on Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost on that level I, mean, I fucking love that film but seriously yeah. like that, that that voice man and the final one <laughs> the, uh, the the biggest one of the evening the worst film award the... she's going to pick June isn't she no I, I was tempted to put that in but I haven't The Bubble Firestarter Black Adam Crimes of the Future Troll Morbius Moonfall and Jurassic World Dominion it's not Moonfall. There's something wrong with these awards. Yeah. It's worse films than Moonfall. There's a film that I hated more than Moonfall. I found Moonfall <gasps> like kind of somewhat entertainment. Yeah, it's your cup of tea. So yeah. <laughs> and the winner is Crimes of the Future. of the Future. I hated it. Yeah, I fucking hate, despised shy. it. It made me feel sick. I hated it that much. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, I just don't get it at all. It was the ears. The man dancing with the ears all over. That's... That's the point where I turned it off. And at the... Oh, you didn't finish it? No, no. But my, my <laughs> finger had been teetering on the turn off button for ages and then it was the ears. You've got a turn off button on your, your remote. Mm. I need one of them. Well, I can also tell mm. my Alexa to. Oh, nice. Alexa, fuck nice. the shit off. <laughs> okay. It's good. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my last couple of words. Um, I've got the... Uh, Worst reboot award and unnecessary reboot award, and that goes to a film I watched today, The Matrix Resurrections. Yep. You said you. My God, it's a sequel. Thank you. A re- reboot sequel, you know what I mean? They're trying Before to reboot. You said you were going to. You weren't going to watch it. I did watch it in the end. I watched it today. It's worse than two and Told three, you. isn't it? Mm-hmm. It, oh, it makes two and three look like fucking uh, The Godfather the Part One and Two. There's, all, there's only one um, Matrix film. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this. exactly. 
this it's a fan fan made film by yeah. Lana Wachowski. Um, it just I'm so bored by it all. Yeah. They made it into a computer game. I know Stig's talked about this. They made it into a computer game, didn't they, Stig? It's shit. It's just, just it's shit. It's, totally it's shit. just really bad. It's just really. And <sighs> I love the first Matrix. I think the first Matrix is a fucking masterpiece, mm-hmm. genuinely. But fucking hell. And my final award is my award. Thanks for ruining the country I live in by just existing award. I had three nominees for this, but I'm just going to give you the winner. It's James Corden. Yep. Again. Because, <laughs> like, my wife's got American friends. Obviously, she's American. Um, they always, when, when they're on Zoom and stuff, like, oh, you're James Corden. You sound like James Corden. I do not sound like James Corden. I mean, plaintively, you don't. He doesn't have a Yorkshire to accent. Them, to their ears, I do. How fucking... Offensive. Awful. Is that even know where he's from? Is he from I, like fucking London or something? I think that's. I think that could be considered a hate crime, Moodles. <laughs> I I I think like I I had obviously Piers Morgan and Rishi Sunak as um, yeah. the, the in the nominations, but I think James Corden's done worse for the country than them too. Yeah, you can't vote him <laughs> out. You can you can um, give him his award when you go back down into the fire, Candy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I'm not going. Oh in. yes, I'm fighting for this one. Ew. Uh, for, for patrons, you'll find out very soon. Yeah. But yeah, they're my awards. A- any uh, more, guys? Two more. Two more. Uh, Keanu Reeves is getting his second award after the Matrix uh, resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a remake that's absolutely terrible and pales in comparison to the original, and it's for the day the Earth stood still. Because I, oh, yeah, I watched the classic version of the original version of that it's quite so recently, good, isn't it? and it's fucking excellent and Michael Rennie is so good and charismatic and Mm. amazing that role yeah he is and Keanu Reeves is boring as fuck in the remake and does nothing in everything he's in I mean no no, specifically that he's just told to play it as a I am a alien being and I am really boring (laughs) and I've got no I remember on the casting couch he went Keanu he's an alien in every movie he's I want you to act like you in this film. Whereas <laughs> Michael Rennie is just... Rennie, he's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, he, he he conveys emotion and he talks about things and you, know, just, and you understand a, why, he's, why he's doing what he's doing and why he's come yes. here and that. And, oh, it was also it's, a completely it's a unnecessary, classic. It was also a completely unnecessary remake that didn't understand what made the first one so good. Exactly. It's just, they just wanted to go, oh, let's put a big fuck-off robot that's going to... No. <laughs> It's like it's like the, 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 they had that run, didn't they, where they were remaking all the classics. Like they did War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, and I kind of like that. That's not too remake. bad. It's, it's not, I kind of like yeah. it. But then they did that. They did they did loads, and none yeah. of them ever. They did the Thing reboot and stuff. It's like it's too bad. Stop. It's just not as good. It's just not as good. Did the Day of the Triffids remake ever come out, or is that just a rumor? No, that that's coming it? up. That's, no, that's coming. Oh, is this coming? Shit. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, nah. And, and one last award. They're doing, they're doing Little Shop Horrors again, aren't they? As well. Yeah. One last award. The most boring news story of the world of the year. Xbox's attempt attempted acquisition of Activision and Sony getting their oh, knickers in the <laughs> And, and due to that award, they've been spoken about again on this podcast. That and that's ironic because it running. isn't from me. It was a big. It was a big, and it is a big news story. But now I am bored to fuck of it. And I didn't it's mention it, and you have. I know. That's, that's why. Twelfth week it's getting running. Yeah, not for me. And that's it. I'm done. Well done. Any more? 
Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got three more. Two of them have kind of already been covered though, so they're very quick. Uh, worst person working in Hollywood, it's James Corden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yep. I'm not. That's not me saying worst person in Hollywood because that's, that's two Razzies. That, yeah, multi award. Him and Keanu. Worst person in Hollywood yeah. is, is still um, Harvey Weinstein, but he's not working in Hollywood anymore. So <laughs> he's kind of in prison, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> worst film of 2022, Candy, you got it wrong. It's Moonfall. It's not yeah, Moonfall. It's <laughs> terrible. It's not Moonfall. It's, it, Moon, it's, do you know what? Moonfall's that bad. Independence Day 2 is better. <laughs> and that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, Independence Day 2 is better, but no, it's... Oh God, but I'm going to find out what I've said that was the worst film of 2022. I, I while, yes. while you're doing Ooh, that then, Stig. It was um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, I remember. Fucking you, horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's how you fucking kill a franchise, isn't mm. it? Well, speaking of killing a <laughs> killing a franchise, my, my my last award is the worst video game character of 2022, and I'm going with Jacob Lee from the Callisto Protocol. He's terrible. He's, he's ter- terrible. He's terrible. For, given the fact he's played by a Hollywood star, Josh Duhamel, um, he is the, from Transformers. From Transformers, <laughs> true. Yeah, he is the most vapid, boring Captain Generic character that's ever been put into a game. And Great normally, forehead, though. Amazing forehead. Normally, I don't care about that, but he's trying to. Like the actor is trying to give this high drama thing, and the writing that he's been given is just oh look at that, there's monsters coming. I'm going to hit them with a stick. Hmm, that's interesting. I should move on to the next thing and stuff like that. There is no horror in it because the character is never fucking scared, and the character is just shit and just makes stupid decisions <laughs> that's, that's against his own interest. I'm still mad about this game. It's just another way for gadget to run on the game. I love it. Four months down the line, I'm still mad about this I can't game. Wait. I can't wait to our best and worst things of the year. The problem December. is that game also wins wins an award for waste of a great actor, Sam Witwer Award. Yeah, because he's the best thing in it, and he's in it for two minutes <laughs> until he mutates as the last boss. Yeah, also, also that that wins an award for waste of a good audio drama before release. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's for most awards this evening. <laughs> that was great. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, a, that, that, that's my last awards. Excellent. Have we done with this part of the podcast? I think so, unless Biggie's got any more. No, I'm done. I had Jared later, no, but Stiggy had already done that. <laughs> As always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. And please oh, consider do, becoming we, a patron. We do have some feedback. Oh, sorry. We, we do a quick, quick, no way. Quick couple of feedbacks. Uh, no way. I'll just rattle through them. Xenos has suggested, can we give one to death for making the absolute worst decisions? Yes. <laughs> yes, um, it's necessary. It's a cycle, guys. I'm not yeah. giving it to yeah, him. But he, were, he, but he makes bad decisions at the wrong time. Yeah, he picks the wrong uns, doesn't he? Mm. He picks the wrong uns. Yeah. Mm. A- Angry Kurt first suggested Rocky, which uh, to, to which point... Fuck off! Stig suggested... <laughs> <It's> literally, <laughs> I've literally said it on this show. It's one of my favourite sagas of all time. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just fucking shitting on it like that. Like I bet he likes Skyrim and all, doesn't he? But he, he he goes so on with good. his with his genuine feedback, which says a couple of suggestions, which are a couple of books. The first one is Secret Footballer on tour. I enjoyed the previous two entries in the series about a secret footballer who talks about his time in the game. There are theories online as to who it is. The previous books provided good insights into the sport. However, it. This, however, was utter rubbish. It was just all tales that totally lived up to the stereotype of what a footballer would do abroad between seasons, who has more money than sense and was just everything I could read in the newspapers. It was so bad, I don't even think it was the same person. It's Gareth Bale. Um, now, 
I, 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 I giggled at when I pre-read this. I giggled at the second one. You ready for the Sunnoodles? Mm. The second book is one I was recommended on this very podcast. And that was... If a, it's Ronda Rurama, I'll kill him. No, and that was A Sailor Who Fell From Grace From The Sea. <laughs> Boy, did I hate this book. It's main crime that it was painfully boring with far too much description in every sentence that should ever be acceptable. Uh, but, without going into spoilers, had a sinister edge to the story which I thought was off-putting. Thankfully, oh I have God. read much better Japanese novels since then. <laughs> And if I you know why Oodles is laughing, you know why Oodles is laughing. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he's brought that up. <laughs> not the, not the leader, Kurt. You didn't, you didn't want to watch. <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 I assume he probably chose not to read Lolita. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. So. Oh, Kurt. He's the fucking only human being that can kill me with laughter. <laughs> I swear to God, every time, every fucking time he gets me, he got me on Deep Dive Lounge, big style. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's, that's He's an animal, that kid. What's he referring to? I don't remember any of that uh, at all. We'll tell you after when I'll we're not recording. There's more feedback. Is there? Yeah. Oh, Plenty. God, Kurt. Kurt needs to stop sending Going feedback because he's Mon- ridiculous. He makes Mon- me giggle too much. Plenty protesters some. Oh, okay. Oh, Hang on. Two seconds. Oh, um, he did. Where's it gone? That's it for the feedback, Oodles. Excellent. As always, again, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. And please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour. Patrons will get access to the green room and the freeloaders will have to make do with what they get. Next week, it's going to be another knockout episode. We're doing Best Picture Oscar winners. And we, we, as we usually do, we're going to put them in a bracket and we're going to argue which film is the best of the best picture winners. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be a great one. It's going to be chaotic. It is It is going to be chaotic. We're going to be arguing. We're going to be scheming. It's going to be fantastic. But this episode has been long in the tooth as it is. We have got the award for longest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is now time to end this podcast. We'll see the patrons in the green room for everyone else. Cheap bastards. Good night. Bye. 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 Where's your feedback? And the golden raspberry goes to you, the listener. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is modern escapism. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? That was was Discord mutant him blowing a raspberry. (laughs) I liked it. I liked it. We've got a stinger. We we now have a sting at the end of the podcast. (laughs) 